Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of Movies and Us. I am your host, Marcus. And I'm TJ. And this is the movie review show, genre movie review show that, no, movie review show that reviews genre movies from the beginning. Sometimes, I'm keeping that. Whatever, and, it's it's been a while since you did an intro. Yeah, or pay attention, so yeah, it's been like a minute. Welcome back, guys. And today we're going to review the first sequel in the MCU, <laughs> the April 26, 2010 slash May 7th, 2010 release of Iron Man 2. Man. Jesus, that's a lot to say, TJ. Well, you didn't uh, need to go to specific. You could just say the 2010 release, but okay. Well, because I don't want to say it again later. Like, it was released, ex- you know, whatever. Anyways, this movie, God, do I just start with the box office or go straight to the people who made the thing? We usually go to the people first to get the credits out of the way. Okay. So, Iron Man 2 was directed by, again, director John Favreau. Favreau, Favreau. Screenplay by Justin Thoreau. What's everyone's his real last name? Thoreau? Thoreau. Thoreau. I think it's Thoreau, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't care about based on. Produced by Kevin Feige. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell, Mickey Rourke, Samuel Jackson, and... John Favreau, Clark Gregg, uh, Christine Everhart, uh, John Slattery, Gary Shanlin, uh, Paul Bettany, Olivia Munn. Oh, God, that name is... Yevgeny? Yevgeny? Lazarov? Yeah, you you did good. Uh, Kate Mara, uh, Stan Lee makes an appearance, as he always does. Uh, Chris... Christina? 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 Yeah. I'm a poor. Bill O'Reilly. Elon Musk. <laughs> Those sound so deflated with those names, man. Bill O'Reilly. Elon Musk. Larry Ellison. Adam Goldstein. And that's it. An yeah. interesting note about the cast. The little kid that plays Iron Man. Like, that has the Iron Man mask on in this movie. Yeah. I think... Where is it? I know you're gonna say it's it's been it's been uh, I think canonized. So yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, it's John Favreau's son Max. Okay. And apparently they wanted to be a young Peter Parker Spider-Man candidate for the MCU, which Tom Holland supported. And who else? The director suggested? John. No, John Favreau, John Watts. Watts, yeah. Said John he Watts. he had suggested it to Feige. So I don't yeah. know if it's canon or not, but. Hey, whatever. Yeah, it can add to your enjoyment or not. Who cares? Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, is that it for I that mean, part? It, it depends. It, well, yeah, I mean, for that part, for the credits, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You can either go to the box office or behind the scenes, whatever you want. No, I'll, get the, I'll let you first out. Uh, runtime is 125 minutes, which is two hours and five minutes. Uh, this movie had a budget of 170 to 200 million dollars, and it made a whopping 632 million dollars, which places it in the top 10 box office. 632, guys. you said? Would it made 623? I say 32. I thought you said 32. Probably. I have, I dyslexia. Have... I have dyslexia. Some dyslexia. I can't even say that word. Jesus. Fuck. I say things wrong sometimes, guys. It came at with a box office of 623.9 million. Oh, man, it's been a minute since dude, I did this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Top ten. I, I, I just t- I graduated high school this year, so I've seen most of these movies, and like, man, man. Uh, number ten. Oh no, it's on number twelve. Number twelve was that year's best picture winner, and that's The King's Speech. It's okay. Never heard of it. It's okay. Uh, it's a good movie. It's okay. Uh, then eleven. It's like remake Clash of the Titans. It's not good. Never at, saw. Yeah, you're fine. Number ten. I saw the original though. That's a good movie. I think I own the original on DVD somewhere. 
No, we should watch. I don't want to watch. The, we should do that thing, man. Damn you, man. Thank God we were talking about other shit. <laughs> we should do what thing? Uh, watch the original, then remake, and all that kind of shit. But it's just that's just a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. Of work. That really is. But I still think that'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, number ten: How to Train Your Dragon. I love that series so much. That and Kung Fu Panda. Love this series. I hear everybody talk about those series. Never saw either one of them. They're genuinely fun. Uh, number nine, Despicable Me. I hate that series. I don't care about the minions. Never saw that either. <laughs> uh, number eight, Tangled. That's uh, Rapunzel. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, was it good? That's the Rapunzel one, right? Yes. yes. I don't remember if it's good or bad, so it's probably average. Okay. And number seven, the first in the live action movies on this list is Iron Man 2. We'll get to that. Yep. <laughs> number six is The Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Is Never that the s- last one? I didn't. S- I saw the first one in the theaters with a girl, and I read the books, but I never, the crappy books, but I haven't seen any of the other ones in there. I saw the first two. I saw the first one, and I was like, this is bad. Let me give it another chance. So I saw the second one, like, nah, I'm out. I'm done. So, yeah, I gave them a chance, those movies. I think that might be the third one, Eclipse. I don't know. At number five is Shrek Forever After. Is that the I mean, fourth one? God, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I know I saw the first three. It's in 3D. This is the fourth one. I don't know, man. I didn't see the fourth one. I did see the first three. <laughs> this, one, this one has Rumpelstiltskin in it, so I see the three or four, so I couldn't I tell you. I couldn't tell you. The, the, I, rem- I know the first one pretty well, but the other two, I, I can't. They were all blend. Oh, well, the second one has what introduces the far cat. away, uh, piss puss and boots. Yeah, yes, the cat. And then I again, yeah, I don't remember what happens in the third yeah, one. Yeah, I see. I saw the first two recently, and the first one really holds up still. Like, this is a good movie still, maybe like, mostly because of nostalgia. The second one's still not bad, but yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I like Puss in Boots the movie, but the other ones, it's like I don't recall these movies at all. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything past the third one. So, yeah. uh, number four, Inception, Christopher Nolan. You never saw Inception? No, I think you would hate that movie, so I should make you watch that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know what it is. I don't like Christopher Nolan. <laughs> he is, oh, what's that word? He's not pompous, he's pompous, but he's also pretentious pretentious and he's like he sets up to do big things what's that word i just had it what do you mean sets up to do he he does when he does like ambitious he's a very ambitious so i do appreciate about him but also yeah. he has he's very pretentious and but ambition's only as good as your execution yeah and i do think some of his executions some are good to a point well like i, I only know him from the batman movies yeah. and and like inception and stuff like that and i've never really seen a movie of his that or heard of a movie that i was interested in so interstellar is not bad visually is pretty uh tenet again visually the things they do in that movie very like damn how they do that kind of thing but this this story is so convoluted and overcomplicated for no reason so yeah that's what i don't like about nolan he just like just does over the top storytelling like I honestly just think he's overrated i i would, I would agree i would adamantly agree after seeing the batman movies and uh, I used to argue that with you, but I think you're kind of right. <laughs> but I'll say that with J.J. Abrams, he's overrated. I think most oh, of We're going to talk about J.J. Abrams in a moment. Behind the scenes stuff, I guess? Mm, a little past that. Huh. Uh, number three, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, part one. Never saw it. Although, yeah. I, I like Harry Potter. I read all the books. We have this conversation every yeah. time we bring up Harry Potter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, like, I don't like the movies mm-hmm. for reasons I've already stated, but I sp- Especially don't like the. I didn't want to see this, the last ones because one, they split it into two movies. 
money. Uh, and it feels like <laughs> it felt like a, a cash grab. Yes. And it seemed like they were introducing characters that were important in that movie that should have been introduced in earlier in the series. And I was yes. like, no, I'm the, uh, this is stupid. Yes. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Just the Hunger Games did it. I think Twilight does it. They, they, those, those young adult at that time, like let's put them two movies. Like, sure. That's why I never saw the Hobbit movies. Like, I don't want to see one book into three movies. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is a bit ridiculous. I like, never saw the Hobbit movies either, though. Yeah, I like the original Lord of the Ring movies, but I don't. <laughs> I know you don't, you weirdo. They're good. They're too long, and all they do is walk. Exactly. It's if it's beautiful walking. It's like man, it makes it makes me go for a hike. <laughs> At number two, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland? Wonderland. Wonder. The original Johnny Depp one? Y- yes. Because the second one's called something stupid. I don't know. Yeah, this is the Johnny Depp Brutal one. Brutal yeah. Looking Glass, maybe? I think you're right. I think you're right. It'll be in the future box office for sure. But Because yeah. Alice in Wonderland's sequel is Through the Looking Glass. Oh, so it must be that title then, I think. I don't know. That's why I, that was my first guess. I don't know. Guess they how much this one made? Holy shit. What? Al- okay, Harry Potter made 900 million, 970 million. This one, Alice Wonderland made a billion dollars, TJ. A billion. Well, we're still riding off of Johnny Depp and Pirates. Pirates. So. Yeah. But it's a Tim Burton movie. I know he's got a and, fan base. And, 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 and it's, it's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. And it's and, Alice in yeah, Wonderland. Yeah. So, but like, damn, man. That's insane. I made a billion dollars. No wonder I got a seek. I made a billion dollars, DJ. Holy shit. I actually never saw that movie. It's not good. But it's know. a Tim Burton movie, so as much as you like Tim Burton, but if you like Tim Burton, you like the movie, I guess. But like I'm a fan of the Alice in Wonderland formula. Of the um like fish out of water thing? Like No, like you all do you're gonna disagree with me, but Labyrinth had an Alice in Wonderland feel to it. That's why I probably don't like it, because I don't like Alice in Wonderland in general, yeah. so that's probably another reason why I don't like Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, like Labyrinth is very Alice in Wonderland, yes. and I really like Alice in Wonderland. Huh, okay, that makes sense. That, that very much is Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and obviously it's this is a, that movie's adapting Alice yeah. in Wonderland, so it should feel like it. But I don't know, I haven't seen it, so I can't make a judgment on it. I like the male version of Alice in Wonderland, a.k.a. The Matrix, just saying. I'm kidding. That's not Alice in Wonderland, but okay. And now it references the f***ing shit out of Alice in Wonderland. In referencing and adapting it, it's a different thing. TJ. Huh? You just said, no, we're not going to get them. We're not getting an argument 10 minutes into the podcast. And number one, Toy Story 3. It's a really good movie, guys. And that's where, that's where the movie series should have ended. But, you know, money is great. That's so the one the, where they tried to burn the toys. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I think I've seen that one. It's so good. It's like, man, I almost cried at that scene. Like, damn, that's my childhood. I'm going to kill these kids. I, 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 uh, toys. I know they wouldn't, but like, damn, this is really emotional. But man, that's a good movie. That's how that series should have ended. But yeah. How, how much did that one make? Oh, one, one Jesus. $1.066 million or billion? How much I, thought, I honestly didn't think the billions of dollars the movie theater didn't start to the Marvel movies. I know. That's what I'm saying. So what the 2009? That, that had to have a billion, I think. It did, didn't it? I don't know. I'm Actually, checking, I'm checking right now. That did that had a two billion dollar one, TJ. Oh, 2009 was Avatar, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Okay, so it was 2008 half then. I always yes. thought Avatar was the outlier, and then no, because the Dark Knight made a billion. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I guess it started in like the around the Dark Knight then. Yeah, it was Dark Knight because before that was Pirates, and that only made 900. Only it made 990 or 960. So yeah. 
Dark Knight was the first one of the no Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chess, two thousand six. Yeah, it's so in mid two thousands. Yeah, around the time where movies really started to break in the money. And it's because I'm not trying to be an old person, but it's because there was no streaming. So see it now or wait until DVD and Blu-ray comes in. Oh yeah, making a billion dollars these days is way more impressive than back then. Yeah. And that's why the Avengers, like, oh, man, Top Gun did it recently. Yeah, but that's because it appealed to a lot of people, whereas everything else does is, like, cater into a certain fan base. Yeah. Whereas that just has mass general appeal. Still haven't seen it. Still have not seen the original. I have no intention of seeing any of those two. I never, I didn't see the new one, but I did see the original, and I, from what I understand, they kept pretty close to the formula of the original, and I can see why that movie made so much fun. yes I, I, i'm not I, the reason i don't want to see it is because i don't want I, I don't i have no feelings toward those movies positive or negative so like so, eh. like that's fair but like i really like tom cruise as an actor yeah he's a great actor i mean he's not a very good person but <laughs> <laughs> but as an actor he's a fantastic actor mm-hmm. and he does a good job especially in that early stint of his with top gun and a few good men and a the mission impossible series I have actually never seen it. Mission Impossible. That's the same. I just, every time you say that, it kills me. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. You've never seen the I know. Bond series. So. But there's like 20 of those. There's only like seven Mission Impossible. So I yeah, that which is, which Mission is more, Impossible is more like palatable to me. But it's more likely that you've seen one of the 30 James Bond movies no, than one I, of the I, seven. I have, I have seen the Daniel Craig ones. I haven't seen anything before Daniel Craig, but I've seen the Daniel Craig era. Even if you take out the Daniel Craig movies, there's still 20 James Bond it's movies. A lot. I'm just That's saying. A lot, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if I never saw one of these Marvel movies and had to watch them, I would probably not watch them because there's like how many of these Marvel movies? So I get when people say I've never seen one. Like, I get it. Yeah, if you don't want to go to the beginning and watch them all, even though you probably kind of should to the point, but, but I to totally be understand. Fair to the James Bond movies, um, they're very episodic. You don't really need to have seen the other movies to follow them. They're very True. much they're very much standalone. You can just pick up any one and it, it's not like you'll be missing out on anything. <laughs> but they're, they're also very dated and very hammy to a point. Well, so that's another, you gotta be in that kind of mindset as well too. That's there's also that's another reason why I like the James Bond series is because it's generational. Each yeah. Like every generation from 1960s on has a James Bond that they grew up with, you know. So would you like? Would you kind of say it's like Doctor Who esque in that aspect, like a new Doctor, a new Bond, essentially? Yeah, I would say so. A new yeah. Doctor, the Doctor's is, is, I think Doctor goes back to the 60s too, doesn't he? I believe so. Actually, he might be before 60s. I would know the original Doctor series was in black and white. It was in black and I know most of it's gone, right? And, uh, any, heart, no, actually, the most of most of the first Doctor stuff still around. It's the second Doctor that's oh, okay. missing a lot of stuff. Because okay. I, I got to, uh, I started watching it from the beginning years ago and stopped around the midpoint of the second Doctor because there was just so many episodes missing. It was getting hard to keep track yeah. of yes. which episode was which. And I was like, uh. Uh, and I, when I start something, I have to start from the beginning. Yeah, and that's why, like again, like I get why people don't want to watch the Marvel movies because that's it seems like a over like a huge, which is it's still doable, but it seems like a lot to do. And that's, that was my thing with the James Bond. Like I don't want to go back. To well, Sean like Connery I like and I said, all the Alan Moore, Roger Moore things and all that shit. Like, but like I said, uh, what the Marvel movies though, it, you really can't. I mean, you can tune into like a, a origin movie and 
be fine yeah. with it. Yeah. But any other movies like connected to this movie and connected to this movie, whereas James yes. Bond, sure, there's little connections here and there, but there's you don't need it. There's no, you're not missing anything by missing the other stories. Yeah, I think the connections you pretty much start with the Daniel Craig. I guess that's where it became like a linear story, right? I guess. I don't, yeah. I, I, get, I don't know before Daniel Craig, but well, the ones I've seen with Daniel Craig, it was like... I mean, it's to be fair, like, the Sean Connerys are kind of a little connected. The Roger Moores are a little connected, you know? Okay. They're just, there's a connective tissue for those movies, but, like, you can go into... You won't... If you watch a Roger Moore movie, you're not going to miss anything if you go and watch a Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's very, but there are those small thread lines. Like Sean Connery, there's a character that you know gets eaten, parts of him eaten by a shark in one of them, and then in the next one, he's like missing a hand and stuff. Okay, that's fine. Stuff like that, like yeah. little things. Like, but it's for the overall story. It's not really connective. Gotcha. How we get down that rabbit hole? I don't know. We always yeah. end up on those. <laughs> I don't know how we got on that one. So yeah, that's uh, the box office. That's James Bond and Mission Impossible. That's uh. Oh, we're talking about Tom Cruise. You were gonna say something about Tom Cruise, right? Maverick. We're talking about Maverick. And we're talking to Taka, and I was saying how I like Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I like him like, in most movies, but I don't like him in other movies. That makes sense. Like I can recognize, I can differentiate between an actor's work. And their body of work and who they are. Like, of course. I think Mel Gibson's a good actor, but great actor, ter- terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible person. Great director. Hell, honestly, I would still get a drink with the guy. I know he's a bad person, but like, if he was in a bar, I'm like, yo, can I sit down and drink it with you, man? Like, have you seen Braveheart? I mean, it's a great movie. Have you seen Apocalypto? He makes good f-ing movies. What was the other one? The American uh, Civil War. Patriot. Oh yeah, Patriot. That was a the good Lethal point. Weapon series. Lethal Mad Weapon. And Max, I like Mel Gibson. <laughs> He's, He's a, a great, great actor. actor. <laughs> yeah, we like yeah. So, yeah, piece of person for sure. Yeah, yeah, different. You get to differentiate people's body of work yeah. for you know. Well, sometimes them being a monster helps their on-screen character, Kevin Spacey. So it's great sometimes. And that's the thing, though you 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 kind of get into a way of thinking with an actor before you find out who they are. Now, every role after you find yes. out is going to be tainted, but all those roles previously aren't tainted with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you still have that nostalgia. Now, you might, like, you could read into some of the things you seem like, oh, yeah, that was kind of weird, but also, like, it's a piece of work they're doing and, like, they didn't write that thing or something. Unless they yeah. did. But, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Uh, we'll go behind the scenes on this movie, TJ? Yeah. On Iron Man 2? There's a few things we got to talk about. Yeah, that's your book loop. Okay, what do you got to talk about? Well, first we got to talk about the controversy. What? Con- I didn't rename behind the scenes. So what? The uh, roadie controversy? Yeah, the Terrence Howard stuff. And how he's a little bitch. No, I'm kidding. He was a little bitch. He uh, he make from what I recall from hearing because I, I didn't read the Wikipedia. His issue was he wasn't getting paid enough, and Robert Downey Jr. wasn't backing him as a like as a friend because he claims he helped Robert Downey get the part in Iron Man. So he kind of felt bad about that and backstab am i correct about any of that or no uh from what it's from what i'm looking at i'm actually i'm having trouble finding it now okay because from everything i just said i've heard from interviews and like shit from years ago so i can't tell you again and that's all they're all hearsay from his point and that like so who yeah. knows what really right. is the issues like they're saying that he was howard said he, there was no explanation and apparently the contracts that right 
and sign aren't worth the paper they're printed on sometimes. Yes. So that he was pretty much just dropped for no reason. And that he also said, without mentioning his name, that Downey took the money that was supposed to go to him and pushed him out. Yeah. It was also saying that John Favreau didn't like working with him. Which I think is probably true because, I, from what I recall, I think uh, Howard has like an ego and shit like that. Yeah, he said Favreau did not enjoy working with Howard, having to often reshoot and cut in his scene. Uh, and they wanted to discuss lowering his salary because they weren't using him as much. And he was the first person they actually hired for the movie, so he had a higher contract okay. rate. So they were. They were talking about lowering his salary because they weren't using him for it. But that's all disputed and stuff like that, too. So we don't really know what's happening. Yeah, yeah again, it's all hearsay. But again, like, makes sense from all points. I yeah. do like, though, when uh, Don Cheeto does a good role in it. Does do a good job. I was about to say, I, that was going to be my next part. I kind of like Don Cheeto better. I, I like Howard better. I like Howard as an actor at this time period. Not counting, again, behind-the-scenes shit, like how he is as a person. But as an actor, I prefer Howard more. But not saying John Cheeto's still a great actor. He did great in his role. Like, Cameron Tower looks more like what the more War Machine should be like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. He just doesn't have the personality for it, if you know what I'm saying. I, I think he does. I, I don't want to say, like, Cheeto, Cheeto wasn't like... He wasn't a one-liner, like he didn't fall into the quippiness like the other characters have to. Like his character was written still stern. I think Howard had the more serious sternness, and it felt more like in character. It felt more believable with his like with him. I never like really believed Cheadle to be a middle story general or like that. I mean, like I said, he doesn't look the part, but he, I think he plays the part better. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do like when he came on the role on, on screen. He says the line I've written in my notes. Uh, it's me. Deal with it. Move on. It's like, okay, it's like a call to like, yeah, I'm recasting. Who the f*** cares? Let's move on with the movie. Right. Uh, but yeah, we don't know enough about it to really dive into it. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing about the movie, Gendy Tart... What, how do you say this name? Tartoscopy? The guy who did the Clone Wars shorts? Yeah, I'm trying to... Yeah, it's something. Tartoscopy? He storyboarded this film. Really? Yeah. What a... Hmm. hmm. So I, I thought that was interesting. I kind of want that book now but i like but like i feel that's a waste of but like why yeah i don't know i don't know why you get anyone to storyboard the film a film in the first place but no i get why you storyboard but like why get someone that caliber to story because like in the end of the day storyboards will change and like well, it's kind of like, i understand why people they storyboard if i just don't understand why you storyboard um comic book movies because they're <laughs> already storyboarded because you're not really following the story like you're not going to follow the whiplash storyline you know what i'm saying sure because so they're adapting it to the thing yeah, i get that but still yeah. i mean but I, I, I get what you're saying too. Like if they are, if you follow a one-off story like Killing Joke or something, just do a panel by panel. Maybe adjust a few things, but you have a storyboard right there. Follow that. But yeah, that's. I feel it's a waste of. It's cool they got him, but I just feel like that's that money could be gone somewhere else. I guess. Yeah, it's. I mean, who knows? If they paid him. Maybe he just wanted to storyboard it, but still. I guess, but like, really? That's just weird. Really? Yeah. No, I just thought it was a, a weird. Add addition to it. That's uh, very weird. Like, hey, Picasso. It's like have a Picasso come to your like. There's like literally do the storyboarding for you. Like, no one's gonna see this. Why are you doing this? I don't know. It was just. And I saw the name and thought it was interesting. That's fast. That's that's very fast. That's just weird. Also, they were talking and talks with Emily Blunt to play Black Widow, huh. but she couldn't do it because she was doing a 
Another adaptation of Gulliver's Travels that I've never heard of. Do you want Jack Black? I, I guess. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> yep. Also, we almost didn't get Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Why not? Probably contract, contract, dis- yeah. contract disputes. Yep. And Jackson said there was a huge cut breakdown with negotiations, and he didn't know if he was going to be Nick Fury. I'm glad it panned out. Yeah, I mean, they eventually came to terms, so. Man, could you imagine, could you imagine the backlashes we would have gotten if they would have recast two black actors? Oh, yeah, that's true. God damn, that would have been, like, really, like, it would have recovered for sure, but then that would have been really something back then. <sighs> I mean... Gendy, there it is. Gendy, I was looking for it, sorry. Gendy Tartavosky. Yeah, I... Tartakosky, whatever. You guys know what we're talking about. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean... I forget what I was going to say. Samuel Jackson recasting him and two black actors. Yeah, I know. There was a point that I was going to make that I don't remember. I'm I'm sorry. It's all right. Wasn't that important. I'm just Uh, glad they kept Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I mean, fantastic actor, so... Yeah. He's in everything, too, so... For, for valid reasons. He's a good actor. Well, he's also in everything because he wants to be in everything. That too. He really likes nerd culture and stuff, so. Plus, at the same time, like, he's in everything, but he still tries when he's in everything. Even though he's kind of still Samuel Jackson, he's Samuel L. Jackson as this. Because he's also a fan. Yeah. But, like, when you have, like, someone like Bruce Willis and, like, other actors who will just walk through the fucking roles because money. It's like, well, you're not really trying, now, are you? Right. But like he, I think he generally likes comic books. He generally yes. likes Star Wars. Yes. I think he generally likes acting. Yes. Like who, if you're as big as name as Samuel L. Jackson, who does a movie like Snakes on a Plane? Exactly. He <laughs> likes being a nerd culture. Like it's he, awesome. He's kind of like um, who's the other one that's been doing random Nick Cage? He just likes yes. acting. Yes. Like him, Cage, I think Mark Hamill nowadays was be like, yeah, like the, I know I am what I am. I like what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu. Yeah. Yep. God. <laughs> Some good movies out there, TJ. Yeah, I know. Some good actors. Mm-hmm. Are there, are there any female versions of that? Or are they just pop? Like, I know Hollywood's really harsh with female actors, unfortunately. Yeah, it's really hard to... Like, I don't think I know a modern version of a character like that. Weird. I know Charlie's Theron plays characters. But not to the extent like the guys do like that. Streep, I guess, maybe? But she's a good actress in general. Unless she's like a nerd culture actress. Yeah. I mean, the only people I can really pull are from... Maybe Scarlet from these, but I don't know her other body of work. She's she's good actually. She's got good art body work, like Don John, yeah, Air Story, um, all this shit like that. But like, yeah. what's her name? What's her other name from Natalie Portman? Wait, is she still relevant nowadays? She, she, just, she was just in the latest store movie. Oh, who am I thinking of from? Uh, who's the other one looks like her then? Who was in a Pirates movie? Was it her? No, that's Kira Knightley. And it looks just like, right? The same. It's like a mop. Like they kind of have the the same yeah. blonde hair and so. No, Natalie Portman was in. She was in Star Wars too, right? She was. She was Padme. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she was in with. I forget what it's called. There was that other big movie she was in with. What's her name from the '70s show? I don't know. I'm gonna tell you, I don't watch that show. The the black hair girl. Oh, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. She was in a. a uh, it wasn't like hugely popular, but. It, I forget why it was. Like I remember it, so it had to be something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's, 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 yeah. There's no female version of those male actors. That's weird. I mean, unless you get to the voice acting side, but. Hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I can name a few voice actors off the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just Jennifer Hale is the first one that comes to mind. To yep. Me. So I just thought that was fab- lucky. That's fascinating. But yeah, Hollywood's just a bastard like that. So yeah. Oh um. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because she does do a lot of nerd stuff. You're right. Yeah. But it took us that long to get to her. That's sad. Wow. <laughs> well, it, it's definitely sad considering we covered oh, every what about, uh, Jamie, Yeah, what about Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis is another yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We, we found some people. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a minute. <laughs> but it's sad because we had to dive. We really did. Dive way back. And, it, uh, and I feel like they're not relevant. You know, I know. I think uh, who's the first one you said? Sigourney Reaper is more relevant than Jamie Lee. Well, isn't Sigourney in coming up in another Aliens movie or something? I don't want to see it. And I think I think there's another. I think there's another Halloween movie coming out with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but Jamie Lee like truly sticks to just those movies. I feel, or as I I know I've seen Sigourney and other. She was in Galaxy right. Quest, which was a great movie. She's in like Hall and other weird other sci-fi movies. What about the um the lady that is in every Tim Burton movie? Oh, uh, he- Bellin Connor. Get, get, yeah, get. Helen Bellin Connor. Yes, yeah. And, well, that's her husband though, too, right? So uh, I guess so. And who was the other one? Who Not was, to discredit her for anything like that, but yeah. Who was uh, the other popular? Uh, she was in Beetlejuice. Oh, uh, uh Ryder, right? Winona Ryder, yeah. yeah. But she does Stranger Things right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, yeah, there's some actresses. Okay. <laughs> some, we had to really think yeah. big, but and I, they don't really do anything big nowadays. And I have to pull from like the 80s and 90s yeah. because I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch movies from modern day movies. So, well, I guess it's now like. I mean, I guess Gwyneth Paltrow too from this same movie. You, you said her earlier, didn't you? No, I said... Oh, Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't do anything, does she? What? Outside she, of Marvel? She's a She was a big name outside of Marvel. Still, though? Or, like... Oh, I gotta look up for... I know she was in, um, Seven. That's the only one movie I know she's in. She was in Hook. Okay. Uh, a bunch of movies that I don't... I've never heard of before. Seven. <laughs> uh, Great Expectations. I think I've heard of that one. That's a book. Shakespeare in Love. Okay. The Talent, Mr. Ripley. Oh, wow. So she's been in a few movies, huh? I mean, she, she's got a long list of movies here. I'm just picking the ones that I know. Yeah. Austin Powers and Goldmember. What is she? Oh, she was in that movie. Holy wow. Obviously, the Iron Man movies. Apparently, she was in Glee, the 3D concert movie. Oh, it's a 3D movie in that show. Ed Teaster in there, right? But um, that's, that's a testament, though, for these actresses to still be in the limelight like that for what they are. That's not bad. Yeah, her first credit is Shout. From 1991. I don't think I've heard of that. And she apparently played the young Wendy Darlin in Hook in 1991. Oh, wow. So That's cool. Yeah, so she's had quite a career. Because there's at least two dozen, maybe three dozen movies here. Oh, wow. And and I know she must have been popular to be in these movies, too. So, like, I would have thought so. But she never saw any of these movies. Yeah, no. There's, like, if you go down her list, it's Shout, Hook, Cruel Doubt, Deadly Relations, Malice, Flesh and Bone, Mrs. Parker and the Vicious Circle, Higher Learning, Jefferson and Paris... TT to DJ, TJ. You're doing what I do with the box office. Yeah, I know. I'm just literally, did you hear of any one of those? Oh, no, no, no. That was my point. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no. Like, Moonlight <laughs> and Valentino, Hard Eight, no. The Paul Bearer, Emma, Sliding Doors. Like, you never, I've never heard of any of these movies, so that's my whole point. Okay, okay. She was also in a bunch of TV shows, too. Well, not really. Now that I'm looking at it. Saturday Night Live, Clerks, the animated series. Oh, she was actually in Glee. That's why she was in that Oh, movie. okay. Anyway, yeah. 
I was just pointing out that she is a bigger actress than you thought she was. For sure. No, I always knew she was a name because she just has her own personal stuff she does. But I just never, she's not one of those people who are just like, not a bad person, just off the deep end a little bit. She's too Hollywood in that sense. But that's the stuff I know about her. I never knew she was that, has that big a uh, filmography. Yeah, I mean, it's not a well-known filmography, but. But it's still, it's a big one. I'm sure people who really are into those kinds of movies, because I'm sure people know her from those. I would think so. Yeah. Of those so yeah, and uh, other behind the scenes stuff. Uh, not really? No. I mean, I think I went over everything that I wanted to talk about. Okay, so I guess we're gonna start the review, huh? I don't know. Are we? Right, we're three oh, minutes in. Oh, oh. The, the trailer for this movie was before Sherlock Holmes movies. I just thought that was funny. Like the movie, the trailer for this movie is was in front of the Sherlock Holmes movie. That come out the same year. I. Don't know. I just know they're both Robert Downey movies. Yeah. No, Sherlock came out in 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. So the trailer for a Robert oh. Downey movie came out in front of another Robert Downey movie. That's, that's, that's more advertising right there. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the review. But before you do, did you have any trailers? Yep. What you have, TJ? And this is where I said J.J. Abrams is coming back in it because the Star first Trek. Super 8. Ah, Super 8. F*** that movie. You didn't like that movie? It's... I don't like love letters to Hollywood. Let's say that. I don't know what it is, so. It's about kids with a Super 8 camera. It's very, it's very a, an homage to Spielberg movies. Well, it's, it's made by Spielberg, too. He, yeah, it's very it's like, Spielberg, hey, guys. It's very Spielberg. It's Spielberg and J.J. Abrams. And yes. I look, looked at that combination and was like, I'll pass. Yeah, yeah, you should pass. <laughs> it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. But it's like, man, they're just sucking their own dicks at that point, guys. Like. Which is cool. Make future few make people want to make movies in the future. So that's good. But like, God damn it! Also, there's a lot of lens flares in that movie. A lot of lens flares. And the only other trailer that I got was the last Airbender. So good. Which I we don't need to comment or talk about on because it's not an actual Avatar movie. So it's so good, TJ. Yeah. Okay. And so was Batman and Robin. You know, it's fine. I never, I never finished that movie. I've started it multiple times. I cannot finish that movie. Oh, The Last Airbender? <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought you were talking about Batman and Robin. I was like, we no, watched no. that movie. Yeah, that one I unfortunately sat through. Last Airbender, I never I never saw the series until, like, recently. And so I've seen that movie. I started seeing that movie beforehand. And I just even knew back then, like, this is not worth sitting through. I can't finish this movie. And for the series, pretty damn good. Yeah, I agree. Pretty damn good. But yeah, um, that's behind the scenes. Let's get into Iron Man 2. So we start with the credits kind of rolling, and as the credits are rolling... We actually start with something we probably won't see again, the Paramount symbol. Who owns it now? Oh, Disney. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I think this is the uh-huh. last one. Oh, that was the other interesting thing from the behind the scenes. Uh, apparently, this movie was included in a predetermined legacy distribution deal that was signed before Walt Disney purchased Marvel. So Paramount got the distributed film, distribute the film, and collected eight percent of the box office. Oh wow! Yeah, and then the rest of it went to Disney. Eight percent. So yeah, this is probably the last time we'll see the Paramount thing, and then we also had the Marvel flip, which is the generic Marvel flip. So, <sighs> sorry. Okay. So yeah, after the Marvel, after the Pan- Pandora, after the Paramount, Paramount. and Marvel flip, <laughs> we uh, start hearing, uh, well, during that, we hear uh, some voiceover. Uh, we hear the hearings are going on. No. Tony, not the hearings. I'm sorry. Yeah, we hear the from the first movie, the ending, the ending uh, press conference of Tony Stark revealing, I'm Iron Man, guys. And we end up in uh, Russia, Moscow, at uh, some guy's apartment. Some guy is Mickey Rourke's character, Whiplash. 
His real name is Ivan. So, my first question: Yeah, is Tony Stark announcing he's Iron Man so big of news that they it's on the news in Russian? Yes, yes, I would think so. Yeah. All right. Is it big enough news to be in Siberia? I would think so. I would think it's big enough news just because the the not only this tech genius, but also this military man who has now has his own Iron Man suit and just admitted to this. I think it's and it's like could be a national tr- like a national threat to our nation or any other nation. I think it's big enough news. All right, that's fair. Yeah, so like and Russia hates us and vice versa. So like, of course, they're like, "Yo, guys, that's why we don't like them." So that, that makes sense why they would be televised. Okay, so second, yes, this is not a question. This isn't really whiplash. Okay, details. This is, this is technically an amalgamation of the what was it? The fifth with a whiplash. Fifth? The fifth one, yeah. Any reason why? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I guess they just wanted to combine the... They, I think they wanted to have the connection w- between Tony Stark and, you know, the whole father's thing. Because that's purely for this movie. What? Okay. And sure. they wanted the whole Russian angle. And the fifth whiplash is the one that was Russian. Okay. Because the fourth one was just, like, a construct. In fact, it was called Construct. So the one at the daddy issues, which number was that? Mm, it was this one, I think. No, no, there was no one that had daddy issues that I'm looking for. No, no one had daddy dies and was betrayed by the Starks shit? No, that was purely for this movie. Oh, huh. Yeah, but, so yeah, it's, he was, a, but he's not, he's, he's just a part of whip, uh, the fifth Whiplash and another villain called the Crimson Dynamo. Sounds pretty cheesy and lame. Who... He's because every Iron Man villain has to be in a suit for some reason. Well, it's like how every Spider Man villain's an animal. But Whiplash never had a suit. Yeah. He was just a guy with whips, essentially. Whereas the Crimson Dynamo is the one that came up with the suit that he had at the end, minus the whips, essentially. So they they combined the two and made one character. I like it, though. I think it works. To a point. I think it works to a point. I have my critiques about this movie for sure. I like it. Right. And also, a bunch of the character quirks that are... Um, the bird and shit like that. Like, the tattoos, the gold teeth, and the bird were all Mickey Rourke. Of course. He, he wanted to incorporate them. In fact, he wanted to incorporate them though so, so bad that he actually paid for the bird and the gold teeth with his own money. Of course. So... Because that makes a character, not 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 being, like, you know what I mean. Not you're not. He also wanted half of the dialogue to be in Russian, so that's why. Does he, does he speak Russian? Does he must? Mickey, I guess, huh? I mean, either he speaks Russian or he learned these specific lines yeah. for this movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if he if he if he fought for it to be in Russian, he might, I hope this is proper real Russian, not like. I, I translated it for the script. I don't know. I'm a comic guy. I'm not a language purist. I know, I know. So someone <laughs> in the comments, let us know if this is good or bad Russian. Anyways, Tony Starks, do you want to say anything else? No. I just okay. wanted to bring that up about him. I'm going to probably go through each person yeah. that I haven't already talked about in the previous movie that's introducing this one. So Okay. So yeah, so Tony Stark's on news saying, Hey, I'm Iron Man. As we're in Russia, Ricky Works dad is sick and dying. He's dying, and his last dying breath is I'm sorry, son. The Starks suck or some shit like that. No, all I can Avenge give you is me. Avenge me. It's not <laughs> what he says at all. No. Not even close. <laughs> what he say? He says all I can give you is my knowledge. Okay. And he passes on. And Mickey Work does a really creepy no cry thing. He's not, he's not good in this movie for some reason, acting-wise. But after that, Daddy's dead. We get an opening credits montage of Mickey Works 
version of Iron Man's building suit thing. Yeah, he's a super genius. Yeah. Also, it, it's behind-the-scenes stuff. Mickey Rourke said the hardest part of the role for him was pretending to be good with uh, like computers and stuff because he has no idea what any of that stuff is. <laughs> kind of sounds like you. I know my computer stuff. I, I just don't... I'm more of a software guy than a hardware guy. Yeah, yes. Uh, so yeah, as as, Rourke, as the opening credits go, Rourke is building his own whiplash suits with Tony Stark's arc, ray, arc reactor diagrams that his father had. And oh, this is this apparently takes six months because now six months later, so I assume this movie would take six months after the first movie. Yes. Okay, so that's how that works. Because I know the timeline for these movies gets really wacky in future installments. Um. Well, they're they're on a linear timeline right now. Yeah. Up until not so, the next one, but the following one, the timeline gets out of whack. Oh, Captain. Yeah. Okay. So six months later, we see it, Iron Man jumping off a plane, and he's jumping on a plane to land at the Stark Expo. Guys, he's bringing it back. It's a big, super event that has... It's like the World's Fair. Yeah, it's the World's Fair. That's the term. Except for some reason, it lasts all year long. Because, you know, money. It's probably a tax write-off or shit like that. Even though, even though Gwen, Gwen is... Like, I just don't understand how they run an event all year long. The kind type of personnel that's going to require and... You know, the, you know, you're pretty much shutting down that section of the city for a year. Yeah, well, I mean, so it's like having a music park be there for a year and then leave. So you build Disneyland for a year. But this was also supposed to be like a world fair kind of yeah. thing. So are they going to have it every year? Or is this just a one and done kind of deal? Or? I, and my logic would be like once every 10 years. Because just how I'm like, and again, I was, I was, I think the one, one year thing is stupid too. Because like how much shit can you show in a year? I think maybe a month worth of shit is like how much innovative stuff will people be enough? Like how like interest enough enough to care like there's so much to have to go for a year yeah i mean I is mean, it 24 I hours a day you do this for like is it a fully a year thing or is it like yeah, i i don't know i don't know how it works and like do you really have enough inventors in the world to to sustain this every day for a year exactly what coming up with a new product and i don't think you do there's, there's just no way like no you don't there's no way I mean, I guess in this world, probably, because, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're doing it, like, and like, you know what E3 is? Yeah. Well, like that, where you have presentations on certain days, and then the rest of the time, you're just going around looking at things that are already there, and it's but more like... still. It's more like a convention kind of thing. And that's, that, that's the vibes I got, too, but, like, a year? Yeah, I know. Like I said, it's, uh, the coordinate something like that is a little ridiculous. But also, it does give jobs, so, like... But the company has to lose. It's a billionaire company. Who cares? Like, it's got to be a tax writer for something because he ain't making money out of this. Well, he's not making money with anything, really. Like, he's not selling his technology that he has. He's gotten rid of his last uh, the the weapon selling side of his thing. I'm not even sure what he what his company does right now. Huh. Because there is a lot of company talk in this movie, for sure, but they never say, like, they're doing this or that. Yeah, we don't know what they're selling or what they're doing. Yes, he always says, my business is peace now, so. Yeah, we're pretty much going off of the fact that he's running off the Iron Man reputation, but he's not selling a product, so I don't know how he's making money. And even in the future films, like, what does, like, he has the Avengers, but, like, is that government-funded at that point? Like, where, where's that line? It must be government-funded, huh? Because uh, what's Nick Fury the, and the S.H.I.E.L.D. is What Avengers, it was S.H.I.E.L.D. that yeah. was funded and everything. Sure. And I'm sure well, he's, he's still putting a lot of money into it, though. 
and I'm sure he's still got a, a shitload of money left over from his dad and stuff, but like I'm not sure what the business is at this point. Yeah. Because huh. he never does sell any of these suits. He gives his suit spoilers later to the government, but you know, yeah. not really. But he doesn't sell anything, so I don't know what his job is. Maybe the arc reactor eventually for sustainable energy and stuff like the But green... even then, they're still losing money at that point. Well, if he's selling the the you know technology, that's a, that's money, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't think too hard about it, guys. It's a comic movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, he at the speech, he's just going. I'm just laying down. He's like, this is the longest period of time of peace, 1974. For some reason, he has a bunch of cheerleaders dancing in the background. Yeah, it's Iron Man. He's like full. He's very egotistical in this movie, guys. More like very egotistical for reasons we'll get to. But yeah, when you're expo, and as he introduces his dad's reel of uh, segueing to his dad and talk about expo shit. I actually don't think he's egotistical in this movie. I think he's no wrong word. He's self-destructive. Yes, yes, for a reason. It comes off as egotistical, but it's very self-destructive, and we'll see for reasons. Right. It's intentionally he's intentionally doing mean things for reasons. Yes, because we see that he's got a blood toxicity level of nineteen percent right now because of his arc reactor and his heart. Because of the polonium that he uses in his heart. Yes, it's slowly killing him. Yep. Uh, so as as uh. After that bit happens, he's got uh, Tony's going to his car and he's getting oh, escorted by Happy. Did you mention the dad? The video of the dad? Yeah, the that? dad's real. It comes back in later. So yeah, that's why I said, did you bring it up? Yeah, yeah. He segued to his dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. missed it. No, you're fine. You don't pay attention to me. It's fine. You're my co-host, but not always. Um. So as as uh. Too busy fixing your mistakes. Happy takes Tony to his car. We get into Stan or Stanley cameo. He's uh, supposed to be Larry King. You know what's funny? What's up? Up until this movie, yeah. this viewing of this movie, I always thought that was Larry King. <laughs> that's funny. I that's, never that's paid, ageist of you. I never paid enough attention to realize that was Stanley up until this point. I mean, I guess if you're not paying attention, it's such a quick thing. He doesn't say anything in it. Uh, and they're both I, very old I white do, men, so all you all I heard, hey, that's Larry King, and I'm like, oh, that's Larry King, okay, whatever. Yeah. Never even picked up that with Stanley. Never and I even even to the to the fact where I didn't even realize there wasn't a Stanley cameo if there wasn't a Stanley in it. That's hilarious. Wow, TJ. I mean, that's funny. So, anyways, after that Stanley cameo, we get to the car. As they're about to leave, Tony is approached by a female. He's like, Oh, who are you, lady? And she's like, I'm here to give you Spino. The government wants your suits. Go talk to them in the next oh. scene. They sent a very attractive woman yes. to serve him because, of course, he's going to fall for Yes. It. And he, he has a thing in this movie where he doesn't like things handed to him. Right. I don't is know. that from the first one? Is that I like don't this? remember. I was going to ask you the same question. I know he's got a habit of like learning from his previous mistakes in all the movies. So does someone hand him something in the last movie which makes him not want to be handed things in this movie? I don't remember. Like, I feel like Jebediah must have done something where he handed him something and it backfired on Tony. So, like, it could be that. Because I don't remember that ever being a thing in the last movie. It's possible, but I, like I said, I don't remember. Okay. The fans are probably going to yell at us. I don't care enough. Eh, but, yeah, whatever. just bringing it up for you guys. So, next sequence. We get to the Senate. It's, uh... Honestly, this whole opening is probably the best part of the movie. I Weirdly, this the all the Senate stuff is great. Right. Like, this whole opening from the Stark Expo and him getting served, him, you know, betraying, you know, the incompetencies of the other countries and stuff is pretty much the best part of the movie. 
even the part with the, uh, the race scene, like, up, the first 40 minutes are great, in my opinion. Then after that, the movie drags. And then the well, ending happens. Well, the villain isn't that great. I know. I won't get into that. I, I just, like, it's like mishandled. He's a, a, it could have been a really interesting character with, like, oh, your family sucks, so you guys stole from my family. I got it could have been a really well executed character, but they just didn't do shit with him. Now rewatching this, I really like I realize this movie isn't as bad as I remember it to no, being. No. And actually there are some really, really good Iron Man movies. There's a fantastic yes. Iron Man movie in here. It's just surrounded by things that bring it down. Yes. Like I I don't want to say they focus on the wrong things in this movie, but it feels like they focus on the wrong like I like his whole self destructive arc. I like. I just wish they. I wish there was more. Well, the problem is they they have a villain that is yeah. the evil version of Tony Stark, and it's like, uh, how many? I mean, this is the start of yes of this trend. We yes. need to do the evil version of the character, and it's not even a, a accurate portrayal of from the character from the comic. Wait, who? Uh, Whiplash or Sam's character? Whiplash. No, see, I was thinking other. I think I like Whiplash. I didn't like. Sam Rockwell's character. Well, he's he's another problem. Like Whiplash, but like my my point is, he Whiplash is the evil version of yeah the g- brilliant genius side of him yes. and stuff like that. And Sam Rockwell's the other side of Tony, yes. b- evil Tony. So they have two villains who are the evil sides yes. that are like they just made, made it one character. They could have like done something else with that. Yeah, it, there's too much correlation going yes. on. Anyways, yeah. Um, Congress talks to Tony like, "Hey, Tony, your suit's dangerous. It's a weapon." Tony's like, "It's not a weapon. It's a suit." yourselves and like now oh, give no, it over it's a it's a prosthesis he says yes it's a yeah full body prosthesis and this this pretty much just like the state want to cut the government wants the suits over because they don't trust him with it and tony's like nah he's hamming it up just waving to the camera it's like nah it's not gonna happen it's my suit they introduce sam rockwell's character i forget his name hammer hammer justin hammer yeah justin hammer he is like you said the bad version He's he's like a knockoff of Tony Stark. His machines and his stuff are great compared to Tony Stark's. He's like a billionaire, a millionaire probably, not a billionaire. He just is, like a, like a he's just the head of another corporation. Yeah, just degrade Tony, which he is completely changed from his comic counterpart. Explain it to us, because in the comics he's an old English man. Oh, in fact, the the character is a tribute to the actor Peter Cushion. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they completely changed that. He's also not an idiot in the comics. He's kind of like evil corporate guy. Like he's the one funding the villains that are going after Iron Man throughout the series. Okay. Like he says, how do you think when he's first introduced, he says, how do you think these guys are getting funded in their equipment? I'm they're they're coming to I'm supplying them for 50% of their loot. See, I like that. And he also has his his um hideout is a giant nope. is a giant boat. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Super yacht. It no, it's a giant boat that pretty much has a city on it. Okay, it looks it looks like a float in city. Okay, you lost me there. But the rest of that's pretty decent. And that character is pretty much besides the character himself, like physical. He still funds the villain, so I got that part right. Yeah, I mean, he it's this whole storyline is actually loosely based on a storyline called Demon in a Bottle. Okay, where everything's closing in on Tony in the in the um, comics. Like Shield's trying to take his company, take control and interest of his company. He's 
having problems with his reputation as Iron Man. And because at this time, Iron Man is known as Tony Stark's bodyguard. Okay, that's right, yeah. So, and there's, a like, everything's closing in on him so far. And instead, like, in this one, everything's closing in on him. He's acting out and doing stuff. But in the comics, he actually turns to alcohol and starts becoming an alcoholic and really taking things out and becoming down that road. And it, it builds up and builds up and builds. It starts building up. And one of the things that happened is Hammer is introduced in it. And he's been, he's found a way to tap into the Iron Man suit. Okay. And during like, I forget what it is, some kind of event. He's there with a foreign dignitary that who's only gave the, their country's contract to Stark Industries because he's there a fan of Iron Man. But while they're posing for a picture, um, Hammer takes over the suit and uses that chest beam to murder the dignitary. What the have Iron Man murder the dignitary? Oh wow! So I now Iron Man's looked at as a murderer, but you know it's a super if hero comic from the seventies, late seventies. So they're like, oh, the police are like, oh, you say the suit was tampered with? Okay, yeah, we yeah. believe you. You can go solve this, but you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, not anymore. No. <laughs> I mean, he is rich, so he's probably like, okay, we'll give you the benefit of that. <sighs> yeah, but yeah. but yeah. So and then it all escal- it comes into like uh, it ends with the a story called Demon in the Bottle, where pretty much Tony gets an intervention from his from this woman that is n- not in this movie. I forget her name. Her name's Bethany or something. I don't know. She's an Iron Man character that I never heard of before. I started reading it, which I read for this movie okay. and. She pretty much had a husband who died the same way by taking too many pills, got, went into addiction, and it crashed, and his car died, and she won't let him do it. And she, you know, it's a whole intervention thing. And then Tony Jesus. overcomes his drinking habits, even though, and, you know, and then they save, so forth and so forth. He can handle everything now. Yeah, because it works that way. Okay. okay. So, I mean, I guess it's one of the big Iron Man storylines. It is. And. Like it's loosely, loosely adapted here. Like the only drunk scene in this is the birthday the party, the yeah. party, birthday party. I'm not even sure he's actually drunk there, but uh, but you know, it's this is more of taking the um, closing in and self destructive natures of things. And like at this time in the comics, Jarvis is an actual character and a butler working at Avengers Tower. Okay. And during one of his drunken rages, uh, Tony comes in with a woman and pretty much yells at Jarvis for no reason, causing Jarvis to quit and stuff. So, yeah, that's your comic lore for this episode. Thank you, TJ. Back to the movie. Uh, if they're on the sequence, we get to introduce to Rhodes. Recast as on Cheeto. cares. And we see Hammer. That's right, Hammer. Um, he is portrayed to claim like other countries will come to this. Get the Iron Man suit. This is dangerous. We need to turn it over for the government. And as we, haven't, we haven't seen Hammer since this movie, right? Who? Hammer since this movie. Hammer? No. Oh, since... I was thinking the same thing. Because he, he leaves and gets arrested. He doesn't die or anything. So I think it's the only time we see his character. Huh. So you, you, he'll probably make a return in yeah. the Iron Man shows eventually. I would hope so. Okay. Is the actor still I just, alive? I, yeah. I was just thinking it's he seemed like a big part of this movie to never show back up again exactly and the movie did do well enough that like weird that they didn't have him back yeah i mean like i know stain stain died in the last movie i think who obadiah stain yes so uh, there's a reason why he didn't come back so yes. okay yeah hell he could have uh uh this guy could have uh funded and hired 
the mantle. And, True. Yeah. But no, they, they, those different twists in the later movie. So uh, yeah, as they're claiming the other countries are are train are starting to copy this uh, suit, Tony decides to hack into those countries' uh, video camera footage and show the 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 Senate what's going on and, and how ass backward those suits are, and they're not close to his suit at all. But also one of the countries, I think Korea or something like that, Hammer's there. And like they see that, oh, Hammer's actually working with other countries to do the thing. So, yeah, Hammer's not a good guy, guys. He loses his contracts, too, from this. Uh, so, Senator Stern. Why did I have Senator Stern right down? It doesn't matter. He's the antagonistic st- senator. Yeah. he's Oh, he's, he comes back in later movies, too. I don't remember. Hell Hydra, man. He's uh, in the, not in the, I don't know, he's in the Captain America movies. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I think he's actually in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, too, for oh, a bit. Pro- yeah, probably. So, yeah, uh, Tony Stark wins this verbal f- sparring match with the Congress and walks out. So, yeah, like, I'm not 100% up on <laughs> laws, Senate laws and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm not sure how the re- regulatory boards and stuff work, <laughs> but couldn't they just, like, vote to have senate in the house vote say hey he needs to give this over and then that's it you would think so but is there laws against owning a suit such a like such like this i guess like could they legally do the thing i don't know because it's not like it's technically not so like when it comes to like where you define the weapon saying is that technically i don't think they can force the issue but honestly if the government really wanted it for sure they could have just like all voted, say, "Hey, yeah, we're doing this. We're but going to your house, and we're taking it." They won it because that will cause a big problem with people who are like, "No, no, 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 that's his property. It's not technically a weapon. That's his right to have that shit." Because I like, mean, but it technically is a weapon. But it, it like, is it? Does it, it has shoots, missiles? On. It, it shoots. It, does, it, it shoots beams. It does shoot beams and missiles. I guess right. So, but yeah, but there's like First Amendment right, right? So like, where is or second amendment, wherever the bare arms one is. So like, second where, amendment. Okay, that's what I thought. So it's like they yeah, take you that have a suit. Right, the bare arms. It doesn't. It doesn't give you a right to own a tank. We can't own a tank in America. You can't. No. But you're right. You're <laughs> right. But like, I, I know. I like. I get your saying. It's just like. But he's also a like, uh, and the, and but he's also a guy in that field. So he owns the he sells weapons for fuck's sake. And technically, did. if you wanted to look at it from a legal standpoint, and he wanted to go attack someone like that using the Second Amendment, he'd be like, the Second Amendment technically says you have a right to bear arms in a well-regulated yes. militia. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but they leave that part out, TJ. You know this. You know that. Right. But no, if I'm, but if you're a conservative on that side trying to get this guy's gu- this guy's weapons, you'd be like, you're not on well-regulated militia, so you need to hand over that stuff to us. I don't know. It'd be a very messy if they just went into his house and took it. Since when does a conservative care? I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying, like, it would have been messy. That's all. Just saying. So, anyways, I don't want to get too political with this, DJ. So, anyways, I'm just saying uh, there's there's a, if they really really wanted it, I'm just well, there's the no, they really want anything or they're gonna do that. Thing. They're, they're, we're gonna just change a few laws, vote to change yeah. a few laws, and be like, okay, it's ours now. Oh, for sure, for sure, especially after the Monaco incident. Um, so as that's hearings going on, we flash back to we flash to a uh, uh, whiplash real quick. He's finally built a suit. He's got the whips that look really cool. They thunder crack and all that shit. I like his outfit a lot. And uh, yeah, we see how he's advancing his technology. Go back to Tony Stark, and he's in his house doing things. What's he doing? The suit uses Tony sticks. Tony's oh, Tony is getting sicker by the day. No healthy repayment. No, no healthy 
thing known, and he's hiding from Pepper Potts. Pepper's upset with Tony and his decisions because he's becoming, like I say, self-destructive throughout the whole, whole thing. He gave away his whole art collection to the Boy Scouts of America for some reason. Because he, he's dying, so he's going against, he wants to do some good things, I guess. Yeah, he's, but he just, he literally just says in the next thing, I don't care about the liberal agenda. I love that. It's, it's it's boring. I do not care. That's what yeah. he says. Yeah, or maybe he does care. He's maybe just put it, uh, putting it up as a front. It's Tony Stark. We, don't, we can't read him. So yeah, all that happens. Uh, but as they're arguing, he sneaks into the conversation. You're you're your CEO, Pepper. It's like what? I'm CEO. He's like, yeah, baby, you're CEO. Let's just drink some champagne together, girl. It's not what happens, but okay. I mean, I, you know, for the most part. Uh, another thing I like about this movie, because this happens, and then the next thing we know, we're into Grand Prix. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, bam, 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 bam. Also, at the same time, the movie's very slow. I, just, I, I, don't, I can't say it has pacing problems, but just something about, like, the middle of this movie just gets really, like, bull. Um, so after that, we get to the Grand... Is it a Grand Prix? You skipped over the whole introduction of a whole character. What character? What character, TJ? Scarlett Johansson. Not in this scene. They don't go to the Grand Prix before that. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. So we get back to Russia, because we go back to Russia real quick. Uh, Whiplash gets some tickets to the, to the Grand Monaco event, so in case he's doing some shy, steely shit. So he's going to go there illegally. And then we cut back to, okay, the boxing scene. You're right. It's a boxing sequence. I hope Happy's teaching Tony how to box. Tony's like, I can do some MMA. I'm going to kick you and all that shit. So I, this, I didn't understand this. Is he teaching him how to box? Because I don't think Tony needs to learn how to box from Happy Hogan. I mean, it's good to know how to fight, and Happy probably knows how to you know, fight. You, you know what? I think, it, like, in, in the storyline that I was talking about earlier, Tony is falling apart, and he doesn't, he, he has to hand over the Iron Man suit. Yeah. Because it, he literally just murdered somebody. So he goes to Captain America and has him train him in hand-to-hand combat. Okay. It only takes him a day to learn it for some reason. But, you know, so uh, maybe that's what they were trying to get out here. Probably. That he's trying to learn hand-to-hand combat. But, like, Tony kicks his ass. He does because he's cheating. He's, well, like, not cheating, but he's used a different kind of fighting technique while Happy's still stuck into the old Macho Man way of doing things. Well, no. That makes Tony's, sense. Tony's using mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Two different kind he's, of fighting styles. He's using just pure boxing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Happy's doing old school and doing boxing. Tony sneaks a kick I in. I wouldn't as, say it's old school. It's just mixed martial arts has been around just as long as boxing. <laughs> it's old school in a sense of American old school. And then, like, it was mixed, MMA wasn't as popular as boxing was in America back in the day. Well, mixed martial arts isn't just MMA. It's it's like a different styles all over. I know, but I'm saying MMA is the mixed martial arts. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, that's because they branded it that way. But yeah, mixed yeah. martial arts has always been around. Probably I know, but like than boxing, actually. I'm I'm trying to say as Happy Hogan's a boxer, not he doesn't care about all the fighting styles. He's just so he's in a boxing ring trying to box, and Tony's going to do jujitsu and other shit. Right, but you so, made it sound like he's stuck in his ways. Like yeah, because he's stuck in a boxing old, mindset right now. But that doesn't. It's not the old fashioned ways. It's essentially the old fashioned ways. No, I just I disagree. I think they're both arts are just as old. You know, there's that's all I'm getting at. Technically, you're right, but I'm saying in an American culture, boxing is the fighting style. Now, as a, as in society and or on Earth, yeah, martial arts is for sure more ancient than boxing. Continue. Go ahead. Okay. So as they're fighting, Gwyneth walks in with Black Widow, uh, aka Nat- Nat- Natalie. What? I didn't say anything. Though. No, her last name. What's her last name? Russian something Russian. Natalie. Oh, uh, Natalia Romanoff. Yeah, that Black Widow. Natasha Romanoff. And so we're introduced to. Her and Tony invites her. She's 
Star Struck Legacy. Or Legacy. Natalie, what, what was Rushmore, is what she goes by in this thing. A lot of aliases. So Tony sees Black Widow for the first time. He's like, oh, you're pretty. Come on in the boxing ring. A happy I mean, We didn't teacher. mention it, but he, this movie is kind of sexist. I mean, duh. I know. It's Tony Stark. What do you expect? Yeah, I know, but they literally use Black her character as a sex symbol in this. Yeah, that's her character to a point. But it's not just Tony doing it, it's just the way she's portrayed. That's the point, right? It's only everyone's first time seeing this character. We have we have no idea that's that's his Black Widow as an as a audience. Like if you're a comic book person, sure you know probably know who that is. But like as an average audience, okay, pretty girl. Oh, she knows how to fight. Pretty cool. And then like, oh, she knows how to fight. Oh, she's Black Widow. That's really cool. That's like the movie did the thing right. But she's if when she's introduced, she's just supposed to be some legal, someone from legal who as what's Gwyneth Paltrow's character's name? Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts says that's a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's a little more sexist than I remembered. TJ, every character, every female character in these two Iron Man movies have been models. Yeah, am, I, am I wrong? That's movie culture. It doesn't mean yeah. you need to treat them that way. But a Tony Stark as a playboy as he is, that's what Tony he does. Stark's character, sure, he yeah. will do it. But like, even the way they have the actresses act and stuff like that, and even the way they you just present it is that way is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but they do that to show like they're played up that way because that's how Tony know, I, Stark sees them, I guess. Like it's it's like how you got that sexist feeling in that one animated movie yeah, and, I, yeah. and I didn't. It's, yeah. just, it's something that I felt rewatching it. It's, <laughs> and it's like the first time I felt it watching this movie, but I saw it this time for some reason. Fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe because you know that's Black Widow when she, when she turns out to be, so you're seeing her as this. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Again, she's in character right now, as in, like, I'm playing this character. I'm right. I'm playing as uh, a facade of a person. She, but she's not really, like being flirty or anything like no. that not in this opening scene but like they're showing her modeling and stuff. yeah i don't like that i do like, just like that yeah there was no reason to show modeling pictures of no. her and like i get it it's a shield um backstop identity and if you're gonna get tony stark's attention you're gonna you know want this att- <laughs> i get it but you know what i mean yeah and it's, I, also, I it. it's also weird because it's also implied at this time that tony and pepper are kind of in a relationship yes so the fact that he's still kind of being this sexist asshole is well. I know a lot of guys just will do that. Yeah, I, I know, but still, like I'm not like, excusing their behavior. I just know a lot of guys that do but that kind of shit. Those guys are general assholes. Where Tony is kind of just pretending to be one, and they're trying to make us think he's an actual hero. Yeah, and all this, he's not really bad. He's only doing it for these reasons, and yet he's yeah. still. Well, okay, let's, yeah. think about, let's think about this. How long has him and Pepper been dating for now? Six months, right, I guess, at this point? Probably around that point. So I would assume he's been a playboy for how long, doing a playboy thing? Years? Yeah. It's probably hard for him to turn that off or trying to segue. Uh, he's behaving himself, but he's still going to be like a flirtatious dude. Again, he, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend this. Make, he really literally makes her his assistant after Pepper says no. That's because he does that throughout the whole movie. He just contradicts everything Pepper says, I feel. But like. that doesn't make any sense with the self-destructiveness. Like, he's doing the self-destructive thing so that he can give away the things that he needs to give away to make himself look better so that everyone else looks better. Yeah. But him making her, her his assistant 
doesn't do that in any way. It just makes him an asshole to the girl that he's supposed to be in a relationship with. Yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't further the story. It just keeps the Black Widow character in orbit. Yes. There you it go. Does... That's, that's the, you figured it out. Well, no. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying from a story yeah. perspective, it doesn't make sense. Like, I get why they did it, but it doesn't further the story. It's pointless is what I'm saying. I can agree with that. I don't know. I know. I, I agree. I agree. Like, you're making good fun points. I'm just f***ing with you, TJ. But I agree with you. Okay. But I do disagree with the sexist part at the beginning statement. The first statement. Like, I don't. I didn't see this as a sexist movie. But I do agree with everything you just said. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Tony makes her go fight Happy. She shows Happy some moves. Knocks Happy on his ass. Yeah, she's a secret spy, guys. She can kick people's asses. And uh, Tony's, like, turned on by that. And he signs off the company to Pepper Potts the scene. I don't think that fits up for that scene. Then we get to the Grand Prix model. Is it called Grand Prix? Well, no. He signs over the company to Pepper. As I said, he signs over the stuff to Pepper. Oh, I, I missed that. I just said that, TJ. I wasn't listening. I hear you typing in the background. Yeah, it's called the Grand Prix. They enhanced the Monaco, baby. And... Yeah, okay. We get to a billionaire's lunch. Inn, and this is where Tony runs into Just a Hammer. Huh, huh. Oh. Uh, what? Boxing was originated in 688 BCE. Jesus Christ, TJ. And mixed martial Jesus arts. Jesus Christ, and TJ. And mixed martial arts started in 648 BCE, only 40 years before I am. TJ. So mixed up martial arts was before boxing. I wasn't arguing that. But they're both ancient, is what I'm trying to get at. I know they're both ancient. Okay, here's my term. American pastime is baseball and boxing, TJ, for f***'s sake. Our American pastime isn't in karate kid shit. That was like the 80s. American pastime is football. Who are you kidding? But you know what I'm saying. Like, God damn it. Of course, other cultures had fighting in this different style, but American pastime. And Happy Hoagie is a f***ing American guy. If he was some, like, Confucius Says kind of dude, of course he's like, oh, f***ing be doing boxing. Context clues, damn it. I just wanted to prove you wrong. Anyways, at the billionaire lunch, uh, Tony's with Peppa. He reveals, "Hey, Black Widows are my new secretary because fuck you, you're not, you're a female. You have no say in this relationship." Uh, he's also being interviewed for a magazine, I guess, by some lady. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Justin Hammer is there. He's getting interviewed by some lady for. This, is it the same girl from the first movie? Yes, they actually mentioned that. Oh shit! Okay, it's her. Yeah, they actually make a joke that you know. Yeah, I've been on spreads and shit. Yes, like they, yeah. Tony did a whole spread on her, and Tony said rough and stuff like that. It's, yes. And also at this luncheon is Elon Musk. He makes a. You know, I just uh, go back to the yeah. reporter character. I actually like this character because, yeah, she slept with Tony Stark, but that plays not into her character at all. Yeah, no. She's just there to do her job. Yep. Yeah, no, that, she, yeah she's not just a thing. She's like. And she just goes along with the jokes, sure, whatever. I don't care. Tell me about, you know, what's going on here. Yep. Kind of like Lois Lane or... Uh, well... Who's another reporter? Be what, another female reporter? Yeah, I thought Mary Jane was... Honestly, I can only think of Superman characters. Uh-huh. I mean, I, there's... Actually, Lana Lane, Lana Lang becomes a reporter. Yeah. And Cat Grant is also a reporter from... Um, but they're all Superman characters. Oh, Vicky Vale from Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Elon Musk is here, guys, so... But Marvel-wise, I can't think of any. Do they even have reporters in Marvel movies and shit like that? Yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah, Daily Bugle. Yeah. But I don't know any female that's not an assistant in Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, Actually, that's okay. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so yeah, uh, after at that luncheon, Tony goes to test his blood toxicity. It's at 53%, guys. He's getting really sick, and he's dying on us. This isn't healthy. So I don't think they say anything important at this luncheon. Besides, yeah, Tony Stark and all that shit. So as Tony Stark... 
Or as Justin Hammers get interviewed by the lady, lovely lady, they see on TV Tony Stark's at the, at the uh, racetrack. And why is he there? Because he's suited up. He's going to drive. He's going to drive because he's dying. He's going to live wow. out his quietest dreams. What's up? Lois Lane has always been a reporter in the Superman comics. Yeah. Which started in the 40s. Yep. Where it wasn't really common for, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, Superman's very innovative. That's interesting. It never, it never even occurred to me. Huh. You can continue now. So Tony Stark's going to drive the Monica race. They start racing. As that's going on, we see Whiplash is actually in some gear as a maintenance gear, I guess. He's slowly walking to the track. And he walks onto the track slowly and epically. Pulls out his uh, Whiplash's shit. Starts whiplashing vehicles in half. It gets to Tony Stark's car car. Whips in half. Mayhem ensues. Pepper and Happy race the track with their vehicle to pass Tony his Iron Man suit. They get to him. They do it. They run into they run into Whiplash with his, his, their vehicle and pinning him against the wall. Thought he was dead, but no. The suit's par- well, the par- I mean, he was ran. He sure he got hit by a car, but he was ran into a fence that was given in. So. But, like, they still pin him, though. Like, that's, that's some, his spine's probably tweaked, TJ. He's also wearing that brace thing around him, yeah, too. Yeah, but the brace. So he's got metal protection. I guess. Well, like, what's that made out of? Like, damn. I mean, I don't know. What's the Iron Man suit made of? Is it really the same material? Like, he did it in, just, his, in his room in Russia. So did Tony. He made it in a cave in Iraq. He made the original one in a cave in Iraq, but he then got billionaire money. But it, it was it. enough to sustain against gunshots and everything else. Yeah, I guess. That's implausible too then, huh? That's super implausible. Anyways, so as as Whiplash is doing all this tech mayhem, which is pretty cool. It's a great scene. Go watch it, guys. It's epic. Uh, Tony Stewart gets suited up, and he's got a suitcase. Get, get it? It's a suitcase. It's a suit, and it's just, this you- looks like a suitcase. Yeah, I, I get it, but actually, Tony Stark kept his Iron Man suit in a suitcase in the comics. I know, but this and is it actually was, a suitcase. But it was like it was like it was actually not even like metal. He would actually there, there's gloves yeah, and stuff. That's and dumb. <laughs> God damn it! Dumb jokes. Anyway, so he's Iron Man suits up. He fights Whiplash for a hot second, and Whiplash loses. But not really, because Whiplash says to Tony, "You lose. You lose, Tony." So I guess yeah. Christine Everhart is the reporter we were talking about. Yeah. And she is a character from the comics. I didn't actually know that. I just thought she was for this movie. Oh, really? It was very... She worked for the Daily Bugle. Holy shit. And she covered Tony Hark's appearance before the U.S. Senate. Nice. So after the mayhem, and they also they're also telling me that Jessica Clark, Jessica Jones, is a reporter. I thought she was an investigative private eye, but I'm not going to talk about her anyways. Uh, so after all that, what's face gets arrested? Whiplash gets arrested and puts in a holding cell. Tony goes talk to him. It's reveal that oh, Whiplash has relations to Tony because his father used to work for his father. Whiplash's father used to work for Tony's father. And or no, this is that here? Yeah. And Whiplash may have lost the fight, but he made people question Tony now because making God bleed, etc., etc., etc. Also, if Whiplash knows about Tony's poisoning, Whiplash is very smart. Apparently. Well, I mean, I guess you can deduce that if he knows how the thing works. Works. I guess he, if he. You can only be worked by polonium. I guess he would figure that out. Yeah. Right, fine. I answered my own question. <laughs> uh, so after that holding holding cell scene, Tony and Hopper Bouts go back in the private jet and head home. Tony's like, we should go somewhere else. We should spend time together and just forget everything that just happens. She's like, no, we can't. I'm a CEO now. We can't do this. He's like, damn it, baby. I love you. Right, my birthday's coming up, girl. Let's go on vacation. He doesn't say any of this, but okay. I'm some rising. And uh, not very well because none of that actually happens. That's what happens. She says, she says they go on a plane, right? 
He says, let's go on vacation. Let's get out of here. She's like, not nah, pretty much. No, I can't. After which I got happened. a company to run. Yeah, I'm a CEO. Exactly. I just said that. Yeah. But you're making it sound like he was like, he wants to go on a romantic getaway when he's just trying to run away from everything. Yeah, same thing. It's not the same thing. He's just, he's, he's dying. His blood, his blood toxicity yeah, levels at 55 not, plus not, percent. He doesn't want to go on vacation just to be with her. I mean, he does. Yeah. But he's doing it because he doesn't want to go home. He doesn't want to go back to that life. He wants to. Just run away. Yeah, he also died happily and peacefully. I don't know if he could die. I don't think that's he can't. No, he could die painful, miserably, coughing up blood. And she's like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" The heart thing, baby. Anyways, so then we get a prison escape with uh, for for uh, with Blash. He kills some people. He escapes. Ends up at a hangar, a plane hangar. And who's at the hangar? It's um, Justin Hammer waiting for him. And Justin's offers. Uh, oh. Uh, God, these fucking characters name Whiplash. Oh, character names Whiplash. During the prison escape, he had a guy who looked just like him in the same suit. He died in the suit, I guess. So now they all think Whiplash is dead. So, so not to interrupt you. So apparently, Jessica Jones worked for the Daily Bugle. Oh my God, TJ, no one cares. So yeah, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Why does everyone work for the Daily Bugle? Because it has to happen that way. Do they only have one newspaper in, in the Marvel universe? Yeah, yeah. So, so as the Whiplash is talking to Hammer, Hammer's like, hey. Come fun! I'm gonna work work for me. I'm gonna find you of all your endeavors. Make make suits better than Tony Stark's, and we're both happy. And that's a deal. We cut to Tony talking to Rhodey. Rhodey's like, "Hey, Tony, what the f- was that? Like, I had a suit of yours. Bring the suit over to the government. We can't have you have the suit. Oh no, you're sick, Tony. Because Tony Stark reveals that not to reveal, but Tony is very sick and can't barely walk. So Rhodes like, no. Then we get back to to Tony Stark's birthday night. Tony's talking to Black Widow about the party. He's like, what would you do on your last day, Widow? She's like, whatever I wanted with whoever I wanted to do it with. So Tony decides to take that and gets drunk and acts like a fool. So what's up? Is he drunk here? I would say, yeah. You think? Because I, I felt like he was just putting on an act to me. I mean, he's acting. No, um, I would say he's you would think he could handle his alcohol because he's Tony Stark. But with his right. blood toxicity being f-ed up, it probably made him drunker than expected that well, being said i actually think his blood toxicity being messed up would make it more likely that he'd be absorbing a lot more of that stuff and exacerbate in the poisonous aspects of it rather than the intoxication part of it but then why would he act? i i would have i would agree if he was acting drunk just to get, take people out but he wanted people to stay there longer so i don't like why would he act drunk for because the point is to get um to piss off um roadies so he takes the suit because he doesn't want to just give him the suit and because he's dying because he doesn't want anyone to know that so if he's so much of an ass that it forces roadie to take the suit that he comes and he can have it because he, like they say later that tony's got plenty of contingencies to stop from p pe- unauthorized people from taking and whatever they want yeah. so he had to allow all this to happen and for someone so intoxicated he still manages to put up a hell of a fight Without well, I don't think he's like blackout drunk. I think he's just drunk. And I said, like, usually when someone's drunk, if something serious were to happen in a drunk moment, you kind of sober up. The adrenaline kick in. That's what I think is what happened. Like, oh, my friends are suited up. I, I me against I, the wall. I'm, my adrenaline's kicking in now. I'm kind of sobered up. I just, it just, it seemed a little over the top. Well, or- I think, I think it just comes down to the bad directing at that point, or like not bad directing, but just like lazy directing and i i think they would have told us he was acting drunk in this movie uh like somehow they would told us like these kind of movies don't like make you think maybe i don't know it just i really felt like he was acting just so that he could give away his suit it could have been but i just would have i just don't give enough credit for the directors to like well no but i do give enough credit 
to the writers. Yeah. Because they do speak, they do have done a good job with the MCU. Yeah, they have, they have, but like, so, they like, usually, would, they, they usually spoon feed you a lot of shit. So like, they would have said like, oh, by the way, oh, that is drunk. Like, maybe not. I don't know, just the whole, the way everything plays out didn't really tie together. That's fair. That's fair. So Tony's drunk or acting drunk. Rhodes doesn't like it, so he Rhodes puts on a Warhammer suit and he starts fighting with Tony through some uh, shitty music. It's not really the Warhammer suit right now. It's just a silver Iron Man suit. Yeah, one of, one of the thousand of Mark suits. And, you know, Richards. there is something unappealing watching two CGI metal suits fight each other. Really? Yeah, I just, like, every hit just felt like so. I mean, it's like, that's, like, the thing that goes into, like, watch Superman Superman, is that, right? Like, two invulnerable things fighting each other. Like, why are we watching this? Well, no, it's, it's different because, sure, Superman's invulnerable to a point, but he's still being hit. You know what I mean? He's, his bodies being touched this is just like two machines you know well you so you don't like but you don't like texan the mech and like uh, no i shit. hate i hate guns yeah. this i don't mind this at all this I, to me for this being in 2010 i still believe the it cgi holds like, up well it just felt like this is supposed to be this epic fight between these two robots and these two men in these suits but like they're hitting each other and they're not taking any damage. So it's like, who cares? It's like, oh, you're just destroying our house now. Yeah, yeah. I still thought it was enjoyable. I liked it. I don't know. And like they, hit, the, the fight ends with War Machine hitting Iron Man into the fireplace. It's yeah. Like, oh, look at this epic scene. He's on fires. No, not really. So how would you approve it then? I'm just curious. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe they needed more lasers. Yeah, that's how it ends. They blow each other up with lasers. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like them being physically punching the things. Unless, you know, when they were hitting each other, you saw the suits being dented, maybe. Yeah. It just felt like nothing was taking any damage. I I get that. Like, the fight starts with Iron Man, like, using his thrusters and and pushing Rhodey through a glass window. And he gets up and says, oh, that'll teach you. You literally did nothing to him. No. Nothing happened there. How's yeah. this over already? How do you even think this is over? You created this suit. You know that's not going to happen. No, you're not wrong. The only thing that takes damage is the house. Like, they totaled the house. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. And I, Yeah? It's like, I don't care. Like, maybe it's just me. I don't care how rich I am. I'm not destroying my own stuff. I mean, but he's... I know like he's eccentric. He he's doesn't give a crap. He's like I said at the moment. He just doesn't care. He's not I don't know, care. but it's like... He t- it's he, it is, my stuff. Yeah, but his eyesight, like, he's a dead man. He does not give a shit right now. Still, that even it's my stuff, okay. This could be Pepper stuff later, you know? Oh, now you care about Pepper. Like, come on. He, like, like you said, he was early. He was hitting on all the girls. Do you think he cares or even thinking no, like no, that? No, I know. Like, I, it's just weird to yeah. me that you're so willing to. So even when he's not like this, when he's, like, just he's on the verge of saving himself later he's still destroying all of his stuff when when he's building the with the laser laser. he's like cutting his own bookshelves in half and stuff oh yeah like why didn't you why didn't you just align it properly the first time because he's tony stark man because literally it's all money to him like he he can pay for all the repairs i know it's that's and i guess that's the part that rubbed me the wrong way it's like he's a billionaire he just like nothing means anything to him it's like then why have it (laughs) uh because he earned it because he could show it off and have parties like this and shit like that i'm not a billionaire so i couldn't tell you the logic one day maybe. i I guess it's the same logic that keeps them hoarding money over and over again even though they don't need it 
We're not getting. They back need to more this. money. We're not getting him back to this, DJ. We need more money. Why? Because it's a status symbol. That's why. I just need it. It's a stupid status symbol. You can give symbol. three quarters of that money away and still live comfortably for the rest of your life. But like, why? I don't. Why give it care. away? I need to hoard it in a cave. Yeah, let them hoard it like a, like a dragon. <laughs> Or not doing this again. If you guys want to hear this conversation, go, go look at the vet Jeff Bezos conversation. I didn't release it yet. I know you don't. I don't like. I still got to edit that and like take all the cuts out. Okay. Unless you want to leave the unrated one. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. But what I thought about was unrealistic about the scenes. Like Rhodey knows how to fly the suit. Like he is great at operating this machine. Ah, actually, that was what he he was stumbling a bit in the beginning. Like how do it? But as a person who is like an Air Force guy. And he, I'm assuming it's just thrusters. So, and I thought the same thing, but still, this man has never flown like a jetpack or some shit. To my knowledge, you don't know that. To my knowledge, he's never flown a f-ing suit like this before. Like, like, so how you don't know my, how to balance it? Is, like, kick off. Like, my point is, ever since they found out about the Iron Man suit, they've probably been trying to test their own stuff like this. So. I hope so, because it makes no that made no sense to me. Like, how he'd figure out, like, oh, so I fly. See, you, and it's not like he's not in not friends with Tony and Tony has like shared some of this stuff with him. Maybe, but we don't know that. You don't think that Tony would have let Brody go out for a ride in one of the suits after he got saved, saved them after last movie. Maybe he did. Cause the suit fits him very well. Yeah, and I mean, may, maybe he did. Clearly, clearly that suit was made for Brody. Yeah. I would, you would think so, but they, again, like, they don't tell you, you this. know, Tony made that suit for him oh, to have his that. sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's should, why I he should... was, that's why he was able to take it because it was probably his from yeah, the start. Probably, probably, probably. Like Brody's one of the few people that know all the combinations and locks to his house. That's fair. That's fair. The best friends. It's good movies. Anyway, so after the fight, Tony goes to Randy's Donuts. Has donuts for the breakfast. He's just like, I'm sitting in the sun says I eating breakfast. And who shows you said up? Randy, you said Randy's Donuts as if that's, everyone knows what that is. It's from, it's from uh, Mars Attacks, guys. It's a place in California, I guess. Never been, always want to go. Google it. Like, I didn't know what you are talking about until I literally saw Randy's Donuts on the sign there. Yeah, I didn't know either until I saw the sign too. As I said, it like, what's that place called? Oh, Randy's Donuts. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, do you know Randy's Donuts? No, but I always want to. I know it from Mars Attacks. I've always wanted to go ever since then. Why? They're probably just donuts. Yeah, but you know, it's a movie donut. So like, I got to taste a movie donut now. Oh, probably trash. Probably dry. Probably not be dry for this point. You can get a donut taste. anywhere. I, I, I trust with you, Johnny. I'm a fat guy. I know you get donuts anywhere. I eat donuts every day for breakfast. Anyway, Nick Furry shit. Furry. God, Nick Fury shows up. Nick Ferry, huh? Yeah, Nick I'm Ferry. Sure a, I'm sure there's a Nick Ferry out there. Huh. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking, like, there's, like, an Avengers Ferry outfit. So, like, yeah, Nick Fury with an eye patch, with a dog with an eye patch and a black yeah, suit on. Yeah, there you go. an eye patch. Yep, it's an Iron Man. Well, that's gross. That's not, I'm not king-shaming guys. Everything. It's fine. We all have our things. Anyways, Nick Fury shows up, talks to Iron Man, like, yo, bro, WTF. He's like, I know, man, I know, I'm f***ing up. I'm dying, blah, blah, blah. That's not how it goes either. I know. What, what's this conversation about? Hold on, hold on. Anyways, Nick Fury shows up. They talk to Tony because he's like, yo, bro, you're sick. Hey, Black Widow, get in here. She walks in in her suit. Tony's like, what? No way. She's like, yeah, bitch. Here's a fucking shot to your neck for like, and like to kind of suppress. <laughs> to, to suppress the disease you have or the sickness you have, which I don't know why you don't know about this, Tony. You're a billionaire, millionaire tech science, science guy. And, uh, cause he was too focused on trying to find a cure, not something to suppress the symptoms. You think he would have thought about that though. Still, you're the one that's been excusing all of his actions because he's dying. So I know, but like, he's not thinking straight. 
So that would be like the first thing he would have thought of. Like I need to suppress this. Maybe not. I don't know. Like damn it, bro. Anyway, so yeah, Tony Stark's now talking to Black Widow and like fearing her. Like, hey, there's pretty much you're a problem. We're here to set you on track so you can fix the problem. Now go do it. Yeah, but what's the problem though? The problem is he's like, dying. Well, he's dying. And he's pretty much on a, a path of self-destruction, and they kind of need Iron Man right now. Yeah, I mean, I totally zone that conversation out. But yeah, that yeah. happens. So yeah, and pretty much this is also the reveal that Black Widow is a spy. Yeah, and that and he's like Tony's so impressed by the fact that she's a spy. He loves that because he like he's smart. He's like he usually picks up all the bullshit. Did not pick up on her shit at all. I was like, damn, you're really good at your job. And even later when she's posing again, he's like, you're like triple spy and stuff like that you know what i think that's like the only time you ever see tony stark like fanboy out at someone <laughs> yeah. and, I, and i enjoy that a lot about that character his moments like that i mean she's everything that he admires yeah so. yeah beautiful woman who has like secretive shit like yeah that's awesome because he never fans out about any of the other avengers or villains so yeah they meet and they do their thing we cut to hammer talking to mickey rourke whiplash and mickey rourke's resi- redesigning the suits to be better and spoiler alert follow his commands and uh yeah he's creating drones instead of suits yeah which is better i i don't understand why he's going against hammer though yeah i don't know they don't, they don't say he's because you don't like all Hammer's been trying to do, like, Hammer's a bad guy, sure, but he's, like, he's done nothing but try to help Mickey Rourke accomplish his goals, so it's, like, why don't you, if you want the drones, create the drones, and so create some suits. My only logic is, because, A, he sees Hammer as a version of Tony, he doesn't like Tony, and, B, he sees that Hammer is just a scumbag, and he didn't get him his bird. But he likes the new bird. He does like the new bird, but it's not his bird. It's not, it's my, not my bird. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a lame excuse. I was just maybe it's just because he reminds me of Tony. He's like he really hates Tony. So anyone like like Tony probably won't like either. But he's like Tony himself. Yeah, he murders. So he's not like Tony. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. But you're right though. You're right Did though. Did you see the destruction? You think Tony Stark's never killed somebody? Oh, they for sure. He for sure on the first movie, the highway fight, for sure killed some people. Yeah. Well, anyways, anywho. And like I said, in the comic books, he definitely killed a couple people. Oh, yeah. Not Everyone kills someone. Not intentionally, but no. he still did. So we cut to Rhodey. He takes the suit to the military. They're like, oh, cool. Let's weaponize this. He's like, bet. He's like, we're going to call Hammer. No, actually, Tony, Tony uh, Rhodes is against it. Yeah, Rhodes is against it, but then when he's given an order, he complies. Yeah, he's a man of honor and code and, I guess, shit like that. Uh, we cut back to bad green screen as Tony Stark and Samuel Jackson are on top of the roof and talking about Tony's dad and how his dad helped. Bad green screen? What? They're on top of this roof and the bad, this, this green screen of the tropical island is very bad. It's very bad. It's, it's distracting That's a tropical me. island? Uh, off this, off the off is Tony's house where it's just off seas the ocean. I just thought that was Northern California. No, that's a bad screen screen, TJ. Oh, because it looks, I'm looking at the water right now. It looks fine. Yeah, okay, look at Tony's hair. And as it's not going in the wind, but the trees are in the wind. Oh, I just thought that was because he has a lot of product <laughs> no. in his hair. No, it's just this movie. This, this is just very just like ugh, green screen. Like this. His hair is blowing in the wind a little bit. I don't know. If Are you sure that's green screen? I can bet my life on that green screen. Okay. It's, it's too much of an uncontrollable environment not to have that be green screen. I don't know. I just saw, like, his hair is blowing, like, a little bit here and there. And then there was a little bit of a bird that just flew by randomly. The bird could be CGI. The fan, you put a fan on for the hair blow. I just think it's out of focus. Nah, nah. Okay. 
I mean, I'll, I'll defer to you on this. It's definitely agree. And also, the house is fake anyways. They they built that house at a computer model. Like, the house doesn't exist in real life. Okay, that's fair. Like, that set might be there, but it's not on yeah, that I, thing. Yeah, I don't know. I Like, I know nothing about movies. That's why I'm deferring to you. No, that's just, fair. That's fair. I'm just saying, it doesn't look like green screen to me, but, like, some of it does. Like, the further out it look, you look, it does, but, like, the things that are closer to them doesn't. No, oh, yeah, the, the set, they're, they're on a set, but the, the ocean like the, and the trees like, all green like screen. The closer the ocean is, like the waves there look like, and the tree right next to them looks like it's blowing in the wind. That that looks real to me. That tree is probably a prop tree on the set. The rest of everything else, beyond the, uh, the, uh, the glass border thing, mm-hmm. the glass rail, I think that, that's all green Okay, screen. well, like right there when they pulled back. And you just saw the outline look like that look like a a screen. Yeah, it's just bad green screen. That's all. It's distract. It was distracting to me. But anyways, so <laughs> I didn't notice it until you pointed it out. Oh, I, this first time I saw that, like, wow, that's really bad. The rest of the movie looks. The rest of the CGI in the movie looks pretty good, but that's like, damn, that's bad. Um, so Nick Fury and Tony Stark are talking. Tony's like, man, Nick, I'm sorry for being such a dick. I'm trying to be better, as you see. No, mm-hmm. it's not what happens at all. I know. Nick's, but Nick does bring up Tony Stark's dad and like his good guy. Tony's like, you don't know my dad. I, I doubt he was this good. Tony's like, what am I doing here? Like, why are we here right now? And he's like, you're going to create a new element, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? No, I'm not. He's like, yeah, huh? Your dad said so. What? Okay. Here's your babysitter. Here's Black Widow's going to babysit you, and so is Coulson. Well, no. Does she not Black, babysit him? Black Widow gets put back in undercover at Stark Industries. Oh, you're right. Agent Coulson's going to babysit you. Yes, Agent Coulson. It's gonna he's going to die later in Avengers, so don't worry about him. And he's going to come back to life in Agent and Shield. Yeah, but never come back to the movies again, does he? Miss Marvel. He's in Miss Marvel. The show? No, the movie, Miss or Captain Marvel. I haven't seen the movie, so. It's a it's a it prequel, too, right? So Yeah, it takes place in the 90s. Yeah. I fucking hate, hate that so much. Anyways, so that happens. We cut back to uh, Hammer. He's showing up to uh, Rhodes, like, hey, okay, here's all the guns I'm going to put in your suit for you. And here's like little, his little, little ex-wife magic bullet bullshit thing. It's awesome. That's for you, too. All that so I can have the suit, right? Or it takes, like, suit. What's he get out of this? Who? Hammer. Hammer? Yeah. Money. He gets paid for all that, and then he gets to display it at the Stark Expo as... Okay, hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. So you're saying the U.S. government needs Hammer to put guns on a suit? No, Justin Hammer has a contract, a military contract with the government to supply. Okay. Supply it. So yes, essentially, because okay. he's a he's a weapons manufacturer. Okay. Okay. And then he'll also get to display his uh, Iron okay. Man technology. Okay, that makes sense. Now that makes sense. For a second, I was like, this makes no sense. That makes sense, TG. Thank you. Anyways, after that, Tony Stark starts working on, uh, look at his old, look at the time castle his dad left him, of newspapers and movie reels and notebooks. And as he's looking through all this, Tony Stark's kind of zoned out, but the movie reel starts to play a message to Tony. It's like, hey, son, you well, may not understand this now. Well, first, What's it up? plays um, the dad yelling at a, a small Tony Stark. Yeah. The, the, the re affirms so Tony's, you know, feelings and stuff like that first. Yes. To yes. Show that, yeah, he's not a great dad and stuff like that. Yeah, but then, uh-oh. Which is kind of contradictory, contradictory in later stuff that we find out about Howard Stark about and how of what kind of guy he is. Yeah. As much as I like the, the, like their relationship throughout these movies, you're right. It becomes like... Wait a second. Yeah, it's a little contradictory. But we can't judge it yet, right? But at the same, at the same time, I guess it's an a 
adult man reflecting on his childhood and how he perceived it the best. That too, yeah. So, yeah. go ahead, you can yeah. continue. Um, so the movie rookie's playing, and she's like, hey, son, I'm talking to this TV now, and I hope you're watching this. Uh, I'm laying out, so... <laughs> how that works <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the to this camera right now I hope you're watching this son because this, 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 this is for your eyes only he's like no he he's like i'm not very good at this so i'm gonna put this on video for you yeah. if you happen to find it yeah it's not like the camera doesn't know about he, this it's yeah it, i mean the audio guy i hope he's not the husband anyone editing this hope they don't have seen this either this is for you tony so this 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 park, it's an atom. You're gonna make that in the future because you're a smart kid. Everyone will say it, right? You're you're my greatest creation ever, which I thought was a good line. It's a great line right there. So uh, no pressure, son. No pressure. Yeah, you just need to create a new element. Yes, and, and after you create this new element, you're gonna have a time travel because you you <laughs> yes. you're the guy. You're the inventor guy. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's what that's pretty much what happens. So Tony's like, okay, daddy, love you. I'm going to take my car to two pepper pots now because I kind of have my, my feelings. But I'm going to pick up some strawberries, even though I know she's allergic to those. Definitely allergic. So he gets the pepper pots. Tony gets the pepper pots at her office, his old office. And uh, all his shit's to the side of the building on his room. And he's talking to Pepper. She's like, what are they talking about in this scene? Oh, he's trying to explain himself. But he's him. Like, he brought her the wrong strawberries and stuff. Because he's like, I'm trying to explain everything to you here, but you're not letting me. And she's just not having his shit right now. And then it's interrupted by the kids, essentially. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Black Widow and uh, Happy. You know what? I, the way I don't like about this movie, there's too much playfulness, um, um, quippiness in this movie. Between him and Pepper and shit like that. I mean, this is where the formula starts. Yeah, and I get that. But I just feel like that, that drags out these unnecessary scenes too long. Which makes it makes the middle of the movie feels like it's being drawn out. Like it, that this movie does fit the two hour mark, like all the other I movies. But just I think the quippiness is Tony Stark's personality, and it's there so that it can continue to have Pepper be mad at him, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's intentional, not like overall for comedic, but for the characters and specifically. Yes. Like, later, the quippiness is everywhere. Yes. Yeah, I right know. No, yeah, for sure. For, you know, uh, we forgot to mention, back in Monaco, uh, they meet Elon Musk. I brought that up, but you were just talking about Lois Lane shit. Okay. Because we get another cameo coming up here. From Elon Musk? No, from Bill O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I noticed like, there's a lot of fucking right-leaning people in this movie. Well, they're there to counteract Tony Stark and Pepper's liberalism, essentially. <laughs> It's true. Like you're right. You're right. You're right. You're very right. Like Bill O'Reilly's on Fox News saying how much of an idiot Pepper Potts is as a CEO. So. Yeah, this female can't do this. How'd she get yeah. it anyway? She was sleeping with him, yeah, which she pretty right. much says he doesn't say that, but he's like oh, heavily alluding to that. Anyway, yeah, he's so right. Um, but was, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Black Widow and Happy come in, causing Tony to quip about you know Pepper getting the kids in the divorce. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they, they ask her out to go to a meeting or something. And as he's about to leave the room, he sees the, 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 so not well, sure. Tappy takes Pepper out, and this is where Tony's like, oh, starstruck over Black Widow. Yeah, he's like, you're like a super triple spy and stuff like that. And 
She's like, you better go home or I'm going to have someone come get you. And then he notices. I love him fan. I love him fanboying over. It's great. Yeah. I, the Black Widow dynamic is is good up in like, it's weird. It's it's like, it seems like later on, it seems like she's either underutilized or yes. not utilized enough. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. No, you're right. You're. I agree. Good. For, I don't know why they did that. Just like, man, just forget about this character. Um. So yeah, as he's as he's about to leave the room, he sees his what's it called? It's not a miniature. It's a um. I guess it's a miniature. The miniature of the model. Park. A model of the park at the model expo city, park. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I see something here. I'm gonna take it with me. And so he takes it to his with his car and drives back. to Well, his... he sees on the side the oh. plaque that says "Key to the Future." Uh, key to the Future, yeah, some shit like that, yeah. And that's a, one of the key words that the Dad said in the message. It's all clues, guys. It's like a big Scooby Doo hunt. So Tony gets home. He analyzes the model. He sees, oh, there's a lot of things like you know, it's also messed up though. Yeah, like he brought the strawberries, right? Yes. And she's allergic to her. This is her office. <laughs> yes. Yes. All that. And so when he leaves, he thumps <laughs> the strawberries. And they just go all over the floor. Just dump them all over the place. She's going to die from that. Yeah. She can't even pick them up because she's allergic to them. Yep. And you know, if they sit there for a while, they're going to smell, start smelling the place up like strawberry. Oh, man. And they're like, I'm sorry. That's funny. You're right. You're right. It's funny. So yeah, Tony's back home. He analyzes the, 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 the mini. And he sees all these elements or all these little dots and things that add up to make elements. Like, damn, dad, even then 20 years after your day, still teach me shit. He makes it, a pet combines, like, that's an element. So then he starts to build it. We don't get the name of it in this movie, do we? No, he's just, when he finally makes it, Jarvis said you made the element. I don't think he names it. It has a name, though. We learn it later. What is it? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, we'll we'll learn probably the next one, I guess. I don't, or Avengers. I'm not, I don't remember where it is, but it does have a name. Huh. (sighs) I can find it. That's not important. That's not important right now, is it, TJ? I don't care. So you can find it as I keep talking. Um, um, so Tony builds Adam. Uh, he, built, he he got the blueprints down for the atom, so he destroys his house to make a mini arc reactor in his house, so he can finally make the atom proper. And he makes the atom. We see an Avengers shield in this. Yeah, but this is like just to go back to it. He has to like. Well, also the whole Coulson comes in and says he's got to go to New Mexico. Yeah, uh, foreshadowing. That'll come in later, guys. But um, they'll also foreshadow that a little bit with the talks to Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, yes. I got a whole issue in North in New Mexico right now, and I yes. have to be here dealing with you. So, the, so this supposed to happen. No, I know. No, okay, never mind. Keep continuing. But like, he's building this giant thing to create this element. Yes. Why does he have it so on the line that he needs a giant wrench to that burns through half of his garage to aim this properly? Because attention and some action pieces. But even if he couldn't like get the um, pipe to, and the crystal where it needs to be, move the thing that he's aiming for over there in front of it instead. Hey, TJ, because makes, it's just hanging there. That makes too much sense, TJ. Why would you do that? Have your, have, your, have your robot arm do it for you so nothing things major. It just bothered me. It, yeah. it, it felt like eccentricity for the sake of eccentricity. I mean, that's what it pretty much is, yeah. Huh. Yeah, you're right. But it's cool looking. It's cool looking. Uh, so, yeah, that happens. He used the Iron Man. He used the uh, Captain America shield to level the that's thing out because. Right, is it? What, what's it called? Vibranium? The atom? No. He couldn't. No. It says, in the Iron Man 2 novelization, the element created by Tony Stark to replace palladium in the arc reactor is called vibramium the stuff that, that's on black panther's planet or uh that's what i thought i was like that's not no right. that's not right i refuse that to be right because 
No. Unless it is, maybe. No, no. Well, like, maybe he he did create the vibranium there, but because... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because it, if it's an existent... It makes sense that it would already be an existed element. He didn't just create... Yeah. Just rediscovered the element that already existed on the planet. But don't they use it? That's not out his... What's the shield made out of? Vibranium. Cap- Captain America's shield. Vibranium. So then he didn't make it then, because his dad already had it, right? That's why he does say he rediscovered it. But then, like, but the how? Oh, so I guess his dad probably borrowed it from Wakanda, right? And he created the thing out of it. Sure, sure. And he didn't have the technology to capitalize on it. it. Capitalize it, whereas because Wakanda's not making yeah. vibranium, they are on top of it because of the meteorite. Yeah, the, yeah, they are That's mining fair. it. Yeah, and then probably respect them. He's like, I'm not gonna take your shit over. I'm gonna try to figure out my girls. That's fair. Okay, we we talked it out, TJ. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> It's the first time ever on the podcast, I think, too. Holy shit. I actually <laughs> thought it was something else. Yeah, yeah. I thought they just mislabeled it, but like, because I refuse for that to be the thing, because that would make no sense. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's interesting. We figured out this. We figured it out. <laughs> oh, man. So he makes vibranium, I guess. Apparently. I, I don't like that now, but still. It makes sense that we talked it out, but I don't like it still. Uh, so this new vibranium, vibranium, is, is like in the shape of a. Um, yeah, but like, yeah. At the time of this release, would you have cared? No, that's not my, at all. So, not at all. Exactly. So, like, but like now, after twenty years of this shit, like, I have to care, right? Yeah, but like seeing this movie, if they would have called it what it was, vibranium, you're like, oh, vibranium, and well, then I guess, going back to it, and then seeing, oh, when we got to Black Panther, like, oh, I guess that that's where that, oh, Tony Stark created that, I guess. Well, see, that's the whole like episodes one, two, three, verse four, five, six. Depends on how you watch them and how it makes sense to you and what you learn. One's right and one's wrong. Yeah, but this one is different because this is chronologically in order. Yeah, but they don't they don't ever say vibranium until right. Because you, you, they, you just they mention it in Captain America First Avenger because that's what the shield's made of. Well, I'm saying they don't. Yeah, true. But they don't connect all the pieces together until Endgame. Well, they do, or, but they do. But if you're, they don't just don't come out and explain it. Yeah, so I'm saying unless they do it, we just because oh, it yeah. was never such a big deal up until Wakanda. You I'm know? fascinated. I'm, I'm really curious now. The one until we get to see more shit now. <laughs> Like yeah, like as a as I guess as a comic book fan in 2010, you probably would have been pissed. Like whoa, what? Or I guess if it's part of how the canon is. Like yeah, they did it right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh wow, man. I just I'm, think we have to keep an eye out for her from now on. Yeah, for real, man. I'm glad we're doing this podcast, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so he vibranium is the shape of a triangle now. That's gonna be his new Iron Man symbol, guys. Uh, no more circle. Triangle stronger, I guess. It's got three points instead of none. Wait, what, this is the strongest structure. Is triangle right, or is it a circle? Strongest, I know, like uh, one of the shape is the strongest shapes. I think it's a triangle or circle. Strongest shapes as far as what? Just like better. I don't know. Like from a construction uh, standpoint, I would assume the triangle is because of the pyramids, right? Because of the way it's situated. But you wouldn't build a circular structure. No, could you? Anyways, I mean, you could. I mean, from a um, horizontal standpoint, but not from a vertical standpoint. Yeah. A vertical circle would be terrible. Exactly. Okay, sorry. So, he makes this I mean, this technically, thing. a horizontal circle is just a pool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. You can continue now. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's why he makes an atom. But as he's making an atom, we cut to uh, Hammer on the phone to Whiplash. Hammer's at a golf course. Whiplash is doing something, tweaking the things. Hammer's like, hey, Whiplash, I'm going to come over. The thing's ready. Whiplash's like, the shit ain't ready. You can be ready until the expo, bro. Hammer's That's not like, what he says at all. 
Yes. And Hammer's like, nah, dog. I don't like that shit, son. Again, this is. I'm going to come, come in there and cup, bust a cup on your Did, did you your watch eyes. this movie? You keep uh, like making up scenes that didn't happen. That's what happens. So Tony Fit makes it Adam. We cut to Hammer at the golf course with uh-huh. the senator. Uh-huh. And they call Whiplash. Whiplash is tweaking the stuff. Uh huh. Well, Hammer's like, hey, can we come? We're going to come stop by and uh, check the shit. And Whiplash is like, I. Not ready yet. Can't do it. That I can get to do a salute for you by the expo. That's what I can do right yeah, now. Yeah, but the, he, that's exactly the point. He's it's not weapons ready, but I can get it to salute. Yeah, for the expo, you said it wasn't going to be ready by the expo at all. I said until expo. Yeah, but you mentioned the fact that it wasn't there wasn't a salute or you yeah. know the weapons part. Well, it's not going to just salute when we get to the expo. It's going to destroy the whole expo at TJ. So he's lying no matter what. Yes, but you didn't say that either. My man's is lying. He's a bastard. Anyways, well, it's I was good to the reveal as he's as the camera pulls out on Whiplash as he hangs up. Whiplash isn't building that shit. He's built he's just built his own little arc reactor and amplified his uh whip whip whip, whip, whip whips. So yeah, he got his own plan because he's the evil guy betraying the other evil guy because reasons. Yeah, the motivations make no sense. Yeah, you're right. Like that's yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, because I still feel like he could have been a great character to have. I mean, it's seriously this guy is literally funding everything you have. Yeah, and if, even if you wanted to manipulate him, you could manipulate him much easier by like just giving him what he wants. Yeah, sir. they could have been great recurring characters in this in the MCU. But whatever. And I like I like his motives. Like your your family, f- my family over. So I'm gonna join Hammer and like f- you over, Tony. Like that's great. That's great. Executed poorly. So Hammer gets to Whiplash. Like, hey, hey Whiplash, your bird's no more. You're gonna be on a timeout. I'm going to this expo. Your ship out of work. His bird's no more. He just put it in a bag. What are you talking about? Yeah, it takes, takes it away. I take your bird. I take your bird away from you. You said the bird no more, as if they killed the bird. I thought it was kind of cruel. They put it in a bag like that. I'm not gonna lie. This is kind of. Isn't that what you do with birds? Uh, I don't like birds. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> fucking. I don't know the robots, anyways. Right, that's the whole thing. And um, yeah, so you're on timeout. See you in like an hour or two or whatever. How long it's gonna be? When we get to uh, Tony Stark, he's like, "I invented a new element, guys. That's what's up." Uh, I got a phone call. Who's this? Whiplash. I thought you were dead. That's like, nah, nah, bro. I just killed these guards to talk to you. Um, I'm coming to get you. Watch out and uh, bye. While they're on the phone, Whiplash was getting tracked by. Uh, Jarvis, they get it. That, oh, he's in New York City Expo. Oh shit, people in the Expo are in trouble. Tony's like, at all. yeah, no, they don't find out where he is at all. Well, he's or at the Expo. He just as he just goes to the Expo because that's where he assumes things are. Yeah, I said that he's at New York City somewhere in that area. He's the Tony Stark's like, oh shit, the Expo's over there. I might go there because people are in trouble. Thought, uh, you said, oh, the Expo. I'm just gonna go to the Expo. No, it's like two and two. Tony Stark's smart. Like, okay, that area. Oh. F- Oh, f- let me go there just to make sure. Okay. Anyways, we get to the expo. Hammer's hammering it up. Like, hey, guys, look at this. Here's my suits, my drones. We got our military. We got Marines. We got Air Force. Army, Navy. Yeah. There's all no- the branches of the military. Which I thought was cool until, like, they all flew. Like, oh, they all fly? I thought they all be the Army or the Air Force thing. Like, do you think if I thought you, you would think I didn't all- think all of them flew. I mean... I, some, I, of, some of them just shot from the ground. Oh, I guess. So they're the tanky ones. Okay. I just felt like a lot of them flew. Like, that kind of sucks. But you're probably right. And so, yeah, they're pretty cool drones. Anything. And they start saluting and like, oh, no. Whiplash takes them over. And they start going mayhem. And just chaos ensues. Oh, Warhammer's there, too, by the way. He's pretty badass looking. Um, well, yeah. Warhammer was the main presentation of Hammer. And then yeah. Tony shows up on stage. Oh, wow. Warhammer. Hammer. Warhammer. TJ. Did you get it? His name's War Machine, but whatever. Oh, okay. Warhammer's, <laughs> Warhammer's a game on tabletop game people play. Yes, it's 
Hammer 40K. Yeah, I yeah. just went with it because I just didn't care. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was just gonna let it slide, <laughs> but then you decided to go and ex- try and explain something, so I was I had to correct you. Thank you, TJ. Thank you for trying to make me feel better. Not stupid, but name make me stupid. <laughs> whatever, whatever. So yeah, War Machine. It's the main cool uh, thing. Tony Stark shows up. Oh, that's right. Tony Stark shows up first. He's like, hey, War Machine, I know you hate me right now because we fought earlier at my house, which you owe me some money for my house because we wrecked that shit. But uh, this guy over here, I think he's working with uh, Whiplash, so these people might be in danger. We have to get him out of here. And as he's saying that... I don't think anyone calls the bad guy Whiplash in this movie at all. No, they call him Ivan, because his name's Ivan, right? Yeah, or is is it Ivan or is it Anton? I can't remember. I think it's Ivan. His dad was... Uh, him or his dad was named Ivan. Someone's Ivan. Oh, Ivan, you're right. Ivan Vonka, his father was Anton Vonka. Okay. Vonka. No, no one calls him Whiplash. That's weird. I don't think they ever call no, him uh, I think they were once when Rhodey is tall and tall him telling Tony about uh, Whiplash's dad and shit like that. No, it calls him, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm so, surprised they didn't do like a quip with the word Whiplash. Oh, you got Whiplash or something. Yeah, right? I guess the movie's above that or something, right? I don't know. They like their quips. They do. So as Tony goes to approach and confront Hammer, War Machine's like, oh shit, I can't do anything. I'm being hacked. And the rest of the drones get hacked in. They start going on a murder rampage, and they start murdering all civilians, decapitating people. They try to murder but, people, but they don't actually see anyone die. Yeah, too PG, I guess. It would be great to see that happen one day. They like show the machines targeting people, but every time they get saved. So yeah, and at this, this point, PG thirteen, by the way. Why? Oh, they do say some cuss words in the first opening sequence. Of the uh, senator. I uh, say the senator does say F- you, Tony. Mm. Although it's bleeped and. I don't know if it's bleep in every version. On the DVD I have, it's bleep. It's bleep on now. I'm watching Disney Plus. It's bleep on Disney Plus. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. I, I, exactly. I guess it would be, if it's televised, it would be bleeped from like CNN or whatever. It yeah. Too, so. yeah. And that's, that's how they were portraying it. That's the part of the joke. <laughs> so Hammer's not happy. He goes down with, uh, I guess, Pepper, I don't know like how he gets here, but Pepper Potts and him get together. It's like trying to stop the Hammer machines from hammering things up. Wait, what? Pepper Potts, it's with Hammer. And then they're at like, a little control center trying to oh, stop the shit. Yeah, she just walks back, stays with uh, Black Widow. Okay. And they're like, what's going on? And Hammer's like, go away. And then Black Widow's like, you're going to tell me exactly what I want to know right now. And then he tells him. Yeah. And then Pepper calls the cops. There's a scene where Pepper, uh, Black Widow and Ham- Hulk, or no, Hulk, Happy break into Hammer's area to undo the hacking. <laughs> okay. Are you having a stroke? Because it's like, okay, you I, wanna try that? You wanna try that whole thing again? <laughs> no, I like that. I'm gonna keep that in, TJ. <laughs> And they succeed. They undo the hacking, so Rhodes is free, so he can help Tony take wow, out these things. Wow, you just skipped right over the Black Widow scene. What, the fight? Well, this is pretty much our introduction to what she can do. Yeah, she fights the guys, takes like the whole like 20 guys down. Yeah, she takes down 20 guys while Happy boxes one guy yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It was it, it was just it was the really the real introduction to Black Widow right there. Yeah, it's so a great you, sequence. Go watch yeah, it, guys. Yeah, I just wanted you to give it the credit it deserves. So cool. There's a lot of cool action sequences. I'm going to yada yada over a lot of them. Sorry. I'm just saying that one was important. You can yada yada over the whole ending because it's just one giant flight. And yeah, okay. So Black Jack Jack Widow. Wow, Black Widow's a cool shit. Robots flying. Robots get destroyed. And they stopped the hacking, so now War Machine's got control again. And they, yes. But she what? stops the hacking, right? Yeah. Don't the other machines stop, too? 
Or did she, they no, she was back? saying she's focusing on uh, his. Why didn't she just stop the other machines? She has access to everything, right? Because it's not cool for the last 20 minutes, TJ. She doesn't oh. that way. Okay, they just need the, the laser cut the rest <laughs> yeah. of the robots in pieces. Okay. Yeah, they get to the kill zone. They all fight and the robots. Like, they end up, War Machine gets control of thing, and they end up in like, is this like a Japanese park? Because it's like. I don't know. Um, it's very what, yeah. The uh, cherry blossoms and the water. Blossoms falling yeah. and stuff. It's like what's going on here? What very, is this? I'm surprised there was no like Japanese music playing in the background because it's very like that. Uh, is this stuff. an actual place or something? No, I think it's just a part of the park or the expo. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a weird thing to have in the expo. Yeah, I guess it's scenic and shit. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, they fight. They kill robots. And Whiplash comes down. It's a big bad last boss fight. They fight. He's the he loses the fight, but he's not dead until he's like, I'm going to self-destruct everything. You lose, Tony. Ha, 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 ha. He dies in the self-destruction. So this whole last fight with Whiplash. Pointless. Robot Whiplash, Tony, and War Machine. Very underwhelming. Both fights with Whiplash. Whiplash was such an underwhelming character in this movie. Yeah, but this fight in particular is supposed to be the like the climax of the action scenes and everything. Plus yeah. everything else. And instead, we spent 20 minutes fighting drones. Yep. And then we get three minutes with Whiplash. And then, oh, but we're going to use the thing that we used earlier to blow up Whiplash. Yeah, because they don't, they don't and, like. And why does Tony and War Machine pretty much walk out unscathed from this explosion? And War Machine doesn't. And I get he's in closer proximity to to the explosion, but they're not that far away from the explosion. Well, I guess because of the first one they did too, they did the same thing. They walked away from it, so yeah. I don't but know. you would think it wouldn't be that much. Da- you know, like Mickey Rourke's got a more built up machine than they do. But he was in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, but he's literally five feet from both the other characters. Yeah, I don't know, teacher. I don't know, man. It's it's because they don't know also how to end the character, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's just underwhelming. I didn't it's, like the Oh, it's very ex- extremely underwhelming. This whole climax with the exception of the Black Widow scene was kind yes. of lame. Yeah. And the, the, the third one does the same thing because there's just too many it's just suits. Like you said earlier, it's like, okay, I don't care about these suits. Yeah, and it's that's just the other thing. things I don't care about. For twenty minutes we're watching them destroy robots. Yeah. Okay. And as the robots literally do not kill a single person. Yep. So it's like, what's why are what's the danger here? Oh, this just explodes the expo that was already losing money anyways. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? So now that happens, the suits explode. He saves Pepper just in time because she was going to stay behind for reasons. And they because kiss. For some reason, she's in charge of the police force. Yeah. She's giving orders to the police as they come up, and she's like, yeah, go through there. I'm going to stay behind, make sure everyone gets away, but I'm going to stand right next to this fallen robot that's beeping. Dumb, dumb. So that happens. She, she, uh, Iron Man saves her, saves her just in time from explosions. They get lands on the building, kisses her. Rhodey says a one-liner. is like, ha-ha, I'm out of here. Peace. That's my suit now. And uh, we still got 10 minutes left because now we have to get to Nick Fury, and he's like, hey, Tony, Black Widow gave me a, a thing on you. Let's talk about it. She says... She approves of Iron Man, does not approve yes. of Tony Stark. So the day was saved, right? Yeah. They kiss and, yeah. and everything. So I said that. It just, you, yeah, but it's it, you kind of did what the movie does and just jumped right into yep. the time jump. Yeah. It's, so it's like, yeah. wait, what? They just, what happened there? Yep. That's good. That's not our fault. This movie just goes from that scene to that scene to that scene. It doesn't let things breathe. It's like, like you didn't even say we cut two. He's like, nope, now the Fury's here. <laughs> that's what just happens and so 
Yeah, Tony's like, why can't I be a part of the Avengers? It's like, because you suck, Tony. You're self-destructive that's not, and shit. Well, that's not what it is. What, Tommy, what, what, what is it? Black Widow's analysis yeah. of Iron Man can come in. Tony can't. Yeah, but you didn't say that. I did say that. Oh, oh yeah. During the sequence, we see, like, there's, like, TV screens everywhere and all that shit. Like, you know how they do TV shit. It looks like they have, like, the Hulk in one of the things. Not the Hulk, but, like, like a, a part of the thing. I thought I saw the Hulk, but, well, yeah. So it's that. And, and yeah, so pretty and, much Tony Stark's not allowed to be an Avenger. Yeah, but he's going to be he, nice. He'd be a consultant, though. Yeah. Don't worry. But Tony's like, you can't afford me, but do me a favor. And then we cut to the Sen- Senator Senate guy saying, Congratulations, Tony Stark and Black Guy uh, Rhodes. You guys did a great job saving the people. And he's begrudging about because he doesn't like Tony Stark, obviously. And uh, that, that, that's been kind of like a through line. He once sees Tony earlier and says he Stern should be giving him a medal. And so I guess Nick Fury pulls some strings to get Stern to give him a medal. Yeah. And that's the movie, guys. It ends with him Credits, getting medals. That's yeah. it. No movie. That's the end of the movie. And credits roll, credits roll, and oh, there's a New Mexico sequence at the end. What's happening in New Mexico? Colson shows up to a meteorite. What's what's at the center of the meteorite, guys? (gasps) Thor's hammer. Holy shit. What what are you talking about? It's just a hammer. We don't know what that is yet. That's true. What the f*** is... I remember remember when that happened, TJ. I was like, what the hell? It's a f***ing hammer. Who cares? (laughs) <laughs> and people are saying, I would see on the, like on the on the message boards that word like, what the f- is a Mjolnir here? <laughs> what? What is? How you say that? Or a Mjolnir? Oh, okay. People were freaking out. Like, what? What? Who cares? Yeah, and you didn't get the hint that lightning happened over it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I'm. I, I get it now, but like then, <laughs> who the f- is Thor? <laughs> But yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even get into the MCU until about Avengers when Iron Man and, and Iron Man Two and all these other movies came out. I was like, who gives a crap? I don't know who these characters really are, <laughs> and I didn't care either. Like, I cared enough to see what was going on, but like, I just I didn't care. I was like, okay, sure, what I'm gonna like, watch is to watch these. I didn't care about Iron Man at first. Yep. I definitely didn't care about the Hulk after all the bad Hulk no. movies. And then there was the uh, Thor, which was like, it was a little, I was like, eh, still wasn't into it. I got interested in Captain America, but I didn't actually start watching them religiously until Avengers. That's fair. Yeah, no, Avengers was the one that got me. Obviously, Avengers was great. Like, this is, this is pretty good, guys. I thought I remember going into that movie wanting to hate it. So I was like, I had a lot of critiques about that movie when I first saw it. What, Avengers? Yeah. It's like, this this can't be that good. I was like, damn, this movie's really good. Still, I still <laughs> hate it. But it's a good movie. Good movie. But anyways, that's Iron Man 2, guys. It's Iron Man 2. What'd you think, TJ? Well, I liked it. I actually when I was watching it, I was really enjoying it. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. But like, I didn't talking about it is not full it's not as much fun. No, no. And like I like I said that my complaints were like it just drags in the middle. Like there's like a lot of there's a lot that happens for character development for sure, but it just drags. There's a lot of cool things in it. It's just a lot of it's not utilized well. Yeah, yeah. It's visually a pretty movie. I actually think it's almost on par with the first movie. It just does things better and some things worse. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. I just I I guess when you look back on something, you tend to remember the bad things more than you do the good things. Well, there's not much bad about this movie to make it a bad movie. No, but I do remember it being inferior to the first movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now that I rewatch it, I'm like, it's not really. It's kind of on par. It's extremely on par. The first one, I think I gave like an eight or nine, though, didn't I? You probably did. I think I gave it a seven. Yeah, I think I gave it a high review because it was such like it kicked off the whole thing. This one's like 
It's still good. It's still strong. What are, you, what are you rating this thing? Well, I was at a seven, but I think I talked myself down to a six. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when I came out of it, I was like, yeah, this is a good movie. I don't know why. <laughs> and I think this, there, was just a, there was just a lot in this movie we had to talk about. Yeah. So I'm going to give this. I'll give this. I honestly forgot we re-rated these things. I didn't have to think about a rating for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> TJ, uh, six, I guess. Yeah, that's, what I, that's where I'm yeah. at. So. I'm either a five or six. It's not six. an average movie. It's an above average movie. It's just not a fantastic movie. I don't even think it's above average, honestly. Well, six is above average. I know. So I'm trying, if I, I don't think it's a five. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Well, it's a, it's a slightly above average movie. Is it though? Yeah. I think the good part holds itself up enough to, you know, it stands out enough to be an above average yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and for a sequel. Oh, it's the first sequel of the movies too, the Marvel MCU. And so yeah. yeah, I think it's the first sequel. It holds up. It does really good. So yeah, it's yeah, also, thing. This, this movie is made what twelve years ago now. Yeah, and it's still not bad. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'll give it a, I'll give it a six. Seven. So I'll give it a six. I'll, I'll be, I'm, yeah, it's a six. It's a six. Who cares? So it's a movie. Who the f cares? You guys Just, sat there as if you like idiots anyways. Who cares? All right. Stop the podcast now. Stop the podcast. Stop the podcast.